Good evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Matthew, and I'm playing Clever Stitch, the Tabaxi Arcane Archer. That's you, Andrew. That's you. And me, Andrew. I'm playing Grizz, the Dwarven Ranger. I'm very clearly the new face. That's uh, (laughs) We've got a reading order. Uh, Hazing ritual. He should have been first. He should have been first. I know. Well, let's get through the names. I'll explain to him what just happened. Go for it. (laughs) I'm Megan. I'm playing Sarai Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Knight Crafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. So, Andrew, uh, as long as this channel has been around uh, in our in our three year journey, I've done pretty much the same introduction, and then immediately would turn to my right or in reading order for the next person to introduce themselves. And invariably, whether we were in the studio, whether we've been digital, the new person is almost literally always immediately next to me and always the first person to go. We never warn them. We just hope that they figure it out. We just assume. I'm not going to lie. It it was uh, Meg that sold it to me because it looked like she was going to talk the entire time. So I was just kind of waiting. (laughs) She psyched but, him out here. Nicely yeah, done. No, that's that's fair. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, welcome everybody. This is Disasters in Danger. It is our D and D five E high fantasy game. Uh, we're gonna get to the action in just a second. We do have a couple of real quick announcements. Let's kick them off, Matthew. Norse Foundry. You know them. You love them. So do we. Uh, they are where you can get all of your dice and dice adjacent needs whether that be um, aluminum dice, gem dice, giant honking dice, uh, dice boxes, dice bags, whatever you want, dice-related, they've got it, and it's all really fucking cool. Um, So if you want to use our code REPRPG, that's R-E-P-R-P-G, the same as all of our socials, hashtag social plug, um, then you'll get 15% off of your entire order. And whenever you're buying dice for all of you and your Dice Goblin friends, because everybody needs more uh, shiny rock, shiny click-clack math rocks, uh, that can be a decent chunk of change. So head on over to Norse Foundry and use the code REPRPG for 15% off of your entire order. And we're super excited. We're going to be having some more um, Norse Foundry giveaways coming to the channel. We've got them in... Uh, in route, so super excited about that. Do do check them out, um, yeah. Andrew. I believe you have an announcement for us. Oh yeah, that's uh, you guys are letting me shamelessly plug my own fledgling YouTube D and D channel. That's uh, I mean, oh, yeah. uh, people I play in your PvP league with. That's we have uh, easy to spell on YouTube. That's we don't play live currently. Um, that is dispel with two L's. It's easy to spell, but we did it wrong. Um, <laughs> As we do. But yeah, if you guys come check us out, you know, let us know what I'm doing right or wrong. It's a lot of fun. We'd love to we'd love to see some more faces show up and watch us play. Yeah, it it is a really wonderful YouTube. We YouTube channel. We did check it out. I like really like the quality of you guys' setup. So definitely show them some love and uh and swing by there. And Panda, Megan, what you got? Yeah, so um this Saturday um, uh, myself and Pixie are both in uh, a brand new TikTok D&D musical 
which is a whole bunch of fun words. Uh, it's off the beaten path. If you go to obpmusical.com, um, there's, you can RSVP to it. It's like a zoom webinar kind of thing. Um, but it's choose your own adventure. So, uh, you decide who lives, who dies. We tell the story. You don't get a choice in that. Um, yeah, it's 12 central time, 12 mountain, 12 mountain time, which is two, two o'clock Eastern or uh, something. Yeah, it's two o'clock Eastern. Work, work around that. Um, it's <laughs> absolutely breathtaking. The cast is fucking stellar. Yeah. It's been such a great project. They're all a bunch of huge nerds and, and they're just so talented. The voices are heartbreaking. It, it's going to be good fun. So before PVP finals on, on Friday, come come check us out. That's right. So we also do have the PVP playoffs this weekend. So we've got the quarterfinals Friday night, one semifinal match Friday night, the second semifinal match on Saturday. And then we've got a two-hour long championship 3v3 match on uh, starting 9 p.m. Eastern time on uh saturday so definitely definitely check that stuff out so yeah thank you guys thanks for hanging out with us um we will get into it man i just had the feeling that i was forgetting something but we'll we'll find out it'll happen or not that's good um so let's do it let's let's have an adventure our adventures take place in lands of Lickdrocht. They are lands of myth. They are lands of legend. They are lands where fate is played like a game across a chessboard. And it is a dangerous game. A game that uh, our heroes have done their best to avoid. And in doing so, they have moved beyond the playing field into western Lickdrocht, where the dragons rule. They have recently aided a um, lost dwarven's monarch known as the Black King and returned him from his uh, deep slumber. They've traveled down the, a, a mighty river. They've run afoul of a wastrelith and uh, made their way through the mountains to the town of Cairdian. Cairdian is a special town. It is a town of ancient sylvan lore it is a arcanist town it is a town of magic it is a town of strong practitioners whose enchantments ring through the land at the beginning of every day as seven bells chime to start each morning here in Cairdian. the harmonics of them uh, those in the know would tell you that they ring the warning bell for all those of true draconic nature. Here, in the midst of the lands of dragons, there is one place where dragons may not tread. It is the lands of Cairdian. You guys have uh, come here for a number of reasons. One, it's sort of the biggest city, biggest town that is not uh, completely dragon-occupied uh, in about half a continent, right? Uh, the other reason you have traveled this way is uh, due to the auguries important to the Black King assisting one of your number, Tauroth, in his search for his missing brother, 
and all the uh, important sundries that go with that particular adventure have led you to Cairdian. And in fact, as you rise this morning, uh, Tauroth, now with uh, Screevers on the mend, uh, has taken the moment to, to separate himself in search of his brother. Um, let you guys know through through notes that he's all right, but he's not going to do anything stupid. He'll make sure he checks in with you all before uh, before he does. But as you know, just in case he wants to look around, and see if he finds finds Cass on his own. Um, his stuff is still here. It's not like he packed up all of his things. So for for the moment, you do believe him. The inn that you are staying in is called the uh, the Little Empire. And it is a charming, if somewhat uh, sticky uh, establishment. The out the outside of it definitely has the the facade of like a a, a big castle, um, and there are uh, puppet shows that are are done for like kids in the windows, and uh, your your all of the doors open like drawbridges uh, to to the rooms, even though it's tremendously inconvenient. Um, it is it's really bad. The other only other option was like the portcullis, but those were a grid and people could see into them. So, but there was a discount. Um, but since we've not been doing anything, Sarai has just been dimension dooring her and Thosin into and out of the room. She's not fucking with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll waste the spell slot. It's worth it. <laughs> um. Absolutely, absolutely. So you guys have uh, a few things that, that you have of interest here. Um, you had set out west to, one, look for allies, but also look for information on dragons, on the dragon society. And Cairdian is, um, as I had mentioned, a place of magic, a place of relative security, although it does possess its own dangers, and, um, moreover, a place of information. There, This place is famed, or maybe not famed, but even just walking the streets, it's very clear this is a... If Dorian's Dawn is a college town, uh, this is an Ivy League town. Right? Um... It, it is uh, it is all of the pomp and circumstance and old wizard magic, old sorcery magic, ancient sort of sylvan enchants um, that trip along the streets and uh, run around the cobblestones. There are a number of schools. There are libraries and book uh, shops, scroll shops around every corner any bit of i would say athletic magic or or what uh what the people here would probably deem in a derogatory fashion practical magic is um 
is kept to the outskirts and the more esoteric and unique magical studies uh, definitely participate towards towards the interior. Uh, lots of places here are uh, are TARDIS uh, bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. Um, your establishment is not, and and you've kind of come to realize because it is a purely mundane place, it is marketing itself as a uh, as like a tourist uh, uh, spot. So so that's how they keep business flowing. Um, you do know of one individual that, um, on last report, to Beardrin, uh, now the Black King, who has made their way into this town, is a scout that goes by the name of Grizz. I don't know if you, you guys probably have set up a meeting for today, but is there anything at the start of the day that you, Archivist, uh, would like to get done? Yes. Okay. And I, I apologize for this in advance. Um, she's going shopping for something very specific. Okay. She's looking for butter. Okay. <laughs> sure. Of, of the artisan nature? Artisanal? Yeah. You want to see I if it's... Ar- I want to see if there's artisanal butter up in this bitch. Okay. She wants, <laughs> she wants imported Irish Kerrygold butter. She wants to be renewed, Cody. <laughs> she want, Well, she, yeah. We're, then we'll take it from there. Let's see if we have the butter first. Okay. Um, all right. Make me an investigation check. I'll, I'll take investigation, or if you uh, let's do investigation. Let's stick with let's stick with that. But I can l- I'll let you use your charisma modifier um, because we're gonna we're gonna treat it like you're you're just you're talking to people concierges. You there, boy on the street? Tell me of your butter in this town. Orphan army, just you. I mean, it's a thirteen because I have a plus ten to investigation. I don't know. Oh, okay. If, yeah, I don't think it's going to get better with with my charisma. I mean, what's your what's your intelligence modifier? A two. My charisma's five. So you would add three, so it could be a plus thirteen. Sixteen. So you rolled a six, a total sixteen. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, you you come downstairs and. You've seen uh, one of the the hotel workers. You think it's it might be the wife or the sister of of uh, one of the owners, right? Oh, um, yes, of course, darling. There, there is. We definitely have butter in in town. Is there a particular type of butter that you were that you were looking for? I'm looking for something a bit um, artisanal. Art artisanal. Um, like, is there like a particular creature's butter, or um, just something that has a little, uh, like, like a savory butter, a sweet butter? I, I'm sure we have a number of of um, artisans on the outside. We actually do. They, they use magic for everything here. So if you're looking for like a purely, like old churned butter i don't think you're gonna find that but if you want something that's like ooh, you know then yeah yeah you would we probably have that kind of butter i would love some woo some okay okay um yeah so the here's where you want to go if you get on the main roads and she gives you directions to the 
um, to a southern district in in the town that has a has a marketplace. It is um, it is known as um, the Tiny Grove. That is the the district or the neighborhood of it, and it is where individuals of uh, magic would uh, probably hang out. They don't look druish. Okay. <laughs> Say the whole word. <laughs> <laughs> uh Drewy? Okay. Sorry. Uh okay, so <laughs> So yeah, you get you get that um Do they need to I'm focus I'm not primarily on Sure if we need to uh Eric like, Eric Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting all that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if she wants our socials, we can we can perhaps share those as well. That is not helping you, my dude. I am so sorry. <laughs> You're good. Okay. We are. We're super professional here. I love the Muppet reaction. All right. So, so Soraya has directions to her butter. Um, Clever Stitch, Treasure, do you guys have anything in particular that, that you're taking an interest in um, as far as gathering? Okay, Treasure's got something. Um, uh, yeah, Treasure's feeling very awkward looking around at everybody that's much smaller, much more fae-like. She probably towers over a lot of these people and mm-hmm. stands out more than usual. Yeah. So she goes to the other individual that stands out more than usual, Sorak, is like, oh no. Kind of feel like I stick out like a sore thumb. Maybe I should, you know, use my my masquerade tattoo to, you know, not look quite so much like an event. I don't know that Sorak can respond to you right now, but he thinks about it and he's going to mull that over for a moment and we'll come back to, to hear his response. Clever Stitch, did you have something? Um, so... <sighs> We're in a new town, yeah. and I know that we have a scout that we are going to go talk to. Yeah, but um, I want to know. I want to know if there's like, because we've been here for a month. Yep. So I want to. Have you, been you've been in. Ta- I'm going to say you've been in town. Uh, let's call it eight days. Eh, even that. Even that. Um, I want to have been scoping out the job board. Okay. Seeing what wild shit is happening, if anything. If not even better cool but i just kind of want to because that is clever stitch's way of scouting the area without having to leave absolutely this is this is where you find out what bad shit is around you yeah yeah um okay make me uh you make me an investigation check please you got it dude uh i'll give you advantage for the time frame because it is it is over more than a week right so we're not looking you know Time is not an yeah. issue here. Um, and, uh, oh, no, that's, I do have, I have the urban bounty hunter feature. Not that that really particularly helps here. What does that do? But, uh, it's, it's basically that you, that you know how to get, you kind of know how to gather information in cities a little bit better, depending on if you're hunting something, which I am not. 
So just the you're hunting work. It hunting work. Uh, Fourteen total. Cool. So yeah, you you check out the boards every every other day or so, and mm-hmm. um, so there there's a wide variety of jobs that are being listed. Mostly, what you find are there's a lot of listings for research assistants. There's a lot of listings for like unpaid internships. There's a lot of listings for, um, and these pay very well for test subjects, um, for for uh, for magical inquiries is usually what they're magic cities. for what they're referred to as, um, and and it's kind of by school of magic, right? Um, but those those pay extremely extremely well. Hold on, uh, I see you, Saride, and. Um, so transmutation is relatively low paying. Of course, uh, necromancy is extremely high paying, uh, but to your next of kin, obviously, yep. <laughs> right? Or previous kin uh, can be can be sold for uh, for a profit uh, here in in Cardian. Um, the other the other most expensive one is. Uh, studies in the research of uh, chronomancy or uh, temporal distortion or planar travel, um, and and those uh, and the development of enchanted artifacts uh, and the testing of those also has a wide variety of things. Um, so so those jobs are like they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah if you yeah, kind of yeah. dig through some of those, what you also find is that there are um, at any given time, about half a dozen uh, people looking for very specific um, ingredients mm. or for, for magical rituals, right? And one of the things you do note very easily, none of them are dragon. Interesting. Okay. There, there, there are no dragon scales. There are no dragon teeth or anything associated with, with dragon creatures, um, with with them. Uh, gotcha. And because of your urban bounty hunter feat, I will say that you do notice among the among the um, listings for research assistants. And for test subjects, um, at least four or five of these have something on them that say, um, recently lost research assistant requires immediate replacement. Ooh. All right. Cool. Um, Meg, you had a, you had a question? Uh, Yeah. Um, do they do stuff to your butt? Uh, no. Do you get paid extra if they do stuff to your butt? <laughs> no, Troy. They don't pay extra if they do stuff to your butt. It's yes. okay. We'll do it. It's a looking commu- for the proctomancer. <laughs> that's why uh, new school of magic. Yeah, that's why people yeah. stick around here. It's those those deep deep community season one cuts. Um, yeah. yeah, treasure. Uh, I think we would stand out a little bit. It's a, I mean, you're lucky you have that other guy, I can't hide a little bit better, but that's about it for me. Uh, is there any way that we can, I don't know, like, 
do something about because I mean, I would personally like to be able to go outside and not um, they'll stand three heads above everyone else and you know twice as wide. Yeah, I kind of get that. I, I, I really, I really have a feeling that like anything I might ever talk about magic here is going to be incredibly looked down upon, like by a lot. I mean, heart seam. How do you do magic, treasure? I don't know. I get angry and literally blow up. Where, uh, where are you guys having this conversation? Probably in one of the hotel rooms because she hasn't de- she hasn't decided to really leave very much because she sticks out like a sore thumb and okay. still has the issue of Owen Duskwood after her. Right. That is that is that is very much an issue. Okay, cool. Could could you imagine how much shit Wyatt would Wyatt would get here? I mean, should we bring him back a souvenir, like you know, one of those pet rocks or something? I just mean, like, I mean, I mean, we've I know we come to love Wyatt now, or at least tolerate Wyatt, but at the same time, like he was such a like a big guy on campus. And now we're in a place that is, like, so immensely, like, higher brand than that. And he would, uh, I don't know why, I just think it'd be really funny to see him in this environment specifically. You are not wrong, sir. You know what? Let's, uh, why don't you and I try to do something about how we look and, uh, go out there and try to start a little trouble. (laughs) Uh, we shouldn't. That would be a terrible idea. All right. Well, we'll find out what Treasure and Sorak get up to in in a moment. Um, for those of my, I guess, responsible players, uh, Clever Stitch and, and Saride, uh, exactly, uh, I think it is drawing closer to to the the hour appointed to meet. Um, Grizz, where did you guys set up this meeting to take place? In the the bar lounge of the place we're staying. Yeah, I was like, would it be racist to say a tavern? <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, I mean you can you can use the um, so there is so the tavern here is referred to as. Uh, the jousting field and the servers will occasionally um, like clip clop by uh, and, and joust at each other as they bring drinks and things. We are not having a meeting in medieval times. Yes. Medieval times meeting. (laughs) So if you're not, if you're not having one at the jousting field, um, where where would you like to have one? Another nearby tavern? Um, it's midday, so you know it depends on what what sort of, what sort of place are you looking for. We'll we'll do the matinee medieval times. Okay, all right, all right. Um, yeah, the the matinee show is pretty sparse, um, but they 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 play to the crowd that they have. Um, even those that are eating and, you know, it, it's all right. 
Um, Grizz, you, you've been, how long have you been in Care Diet? Uh, I don't imagine too long, probably the last just couple days. That's a lot of it kind of moving through the mountains probably took a while and that constant just trying to get a feel for the area around Cardine sure. and circling in. Yeah. Um, he probably would have shown up at the medieval times, uh, like three hours early. Okay. Um, and so, and ordered like one of everything on the menu. Okay. Just yeah. whatever they have. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So it is um, the make me a make me a perception check. I'll give you advantage on this. At the nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Um, breakfast is not what they usually do here, but they do have um, they do have sort of some breakfast foods. For the people that are that are staying here, their shows are clearly more geared to, to dinner, and they kind of just serve lunch for dinner, right? Dinner for lunch. Yeah. Those are those are the same thing. Yeah. Um, what you what you pick up is as you're tasting the food, as you're smelling it, as you're enjoying all of all of uh, those those spices and things. Uh, this bread and and whatever sort of pastries that they have for the earliest portions of the meal, the first things that they bring out to you, those are from yesterday. You know it. They know it. Everybody knows it. But as it gets closer to to lunchtime uh, and the food becomes fresher, it's actually pretty well seasoned and, and pretty well cooked. Um, they seem to they're uh, they have a, a roast for a specialty and definitely is the best thing on uh, on the menu. Um, they use that to make sort of these, these like meat sandwiches and, um, sort of like little, little meat pies. Definitely well done there. Their baker is good, not amazing. Um, but the, probably the nicest part is the, um, whatever sort of butter or seasonings that they, they use to cook in, um, is, very fresh and uh, and expertly made. Excellent. Yeah. So he's with Benedict sat beside him. Grizz is just combing through a mountain of food. And it's one of those, like he takes a bite of something and puts it on the plate, slides it to the side, pulls something else close to him. And just, he's given like the serving staff to run for their money as they just try to keep up with him. And every plate that he slides to the side, Benedict, this large star nosed cave badger, just immediately sets into and just he's just shoveling food towards it uh so clever stitch and Sarai, you you probably notice the badger first as you're making your way down and to to the side of him uh is grizz would you mind describing uh what grizz looks like and then i'd like to get uh physical descriptions from clever stitch and Sarai, and and we'll we'll get around to them as people meet each other uh, yeah, so Grizz is, as you can expect, a fairly kind of stocky, heavyset dwarf. He has a close, bushy mohawk um, and a tightly braided beard. He's wearing like a sleeveless leather jerkin uh, with uh, bracers and a cloak. He has all what looks like a large chef's knife strapped to his chest. Um, and uh, yeah, beyond that, he is just the pack set next to him very 
rugged outdoorsy and just like I said, mountain of food surrounding him. Um, Dwarven tattoos covering the exposed skin. And uh, yeah, that's Chris. Awesome. Clever Stitch. Tell us about you. Yeah. So Clever Stitch is a uh, snow leopard, a snow leopard tabaxi. He's like, five, oh God, how tall. I haven't said how tall this cat is in a very long time. Well, He's is, is five, he on eight. his hinders or are we grabbing him by his underarms and stretching <laughs> and him like a slinky? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fair. Uh, he is... He's 5'8 and uh, is wearing studded leather armor. He has a... uh, We're in the city, so it's not like he would really have any of his gear with him necessarily. But he'll um, he'll at least have like a small dagger on his hip, just in case. But um, he does have... Oh, where did we all get our matching tattoos? You got them in... uh, You got them in... Uh, the House of Shields. So yeah, I meant, I meant like where. Oh, physically on. Yeah, like physically. I don't remember. Um, we didn't all get them on the same spot on us. Okay. Yeah. But, um, his. Because I want it to be visible. His um, it's gonna come creeping out of like down his arm a little bit. Is just some uh spots where his snow leopard the black spots stop being spots and start turning into like almost tendrils of blackness that reach down his arm a little bit. Um, and he also has like a couple of scars on his face. Matthew can't remember where they are. Cause it's been a long time since he's described clever stitch and a nicked ear. I think. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Kez. Kez yeah. knows better than I do. She's drawn him <laughs> a couple yeah. of times. I do know the Nick deer. Um, yeah. The Nick deer and the, and the cut lip, I think. Uh, Grizz, make me a history check. Alphabetical. It means you're fine for me. Uh, 15. 15. So the, the inky shadowy sort of tattoo that is um, growing into the fur uh, you, you're tattooed, and you you think you would rec- you think you kind of recognize the stylings of uh, of Clever Stitch's tattoo. There's there's a good chance uh, you guys visited the same tattoo parlor at some point in in your lives, um, especially knowing where you come from and and where did you go, Cotton Eye Joe? Uh, after I'm so sorry, guys. I'm out of it today. So after Clever Stitch, Saride, tell us about you. Um, she's in spring, so she's she's got her pink hair. Um, she's an Eldrin, so stupidly long ears, very almost like anime round eyes, because they're technically aliens. And um, yeah, she's right now. She's wearing something that's very almost identical to like the backless rainbow thing that Padme wears in episode two. Um, no. So it shows off her entire back so you can see her tattoos. So she has the archivist symbol like right on her tailbone. And oh yeah, it's like right two two inches above ass crack. And then all along her spine, it looks like either smoke or um, a cloud. And if you look at it one way, it says Thosin. And if you look at it the other way, it says Saride. And on her right shoulder blade is, it's like a golden filigree that, um, it, it, yeah, that's all. And it's studded 
with four rhinestones that are um, re that represent the four seasons. Um, yeah, so she's walking around looking for Buddha, and she's she's got a couple of extra like scars and bruises. And if you get close enough, you can see like maybe bite marks, just because they've been in for a week. So. Yeah. You, your eyes meet from across the room, and 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 off you three go. She is she is mage handing all of her food into her mouth. By the way, she, like if it's medieval times, they don't give you silverware. Yeah, she's not. That's what these are for? Yeah, she's not ripping into a. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So were we? I apologize, Cody. You probably said this, but were we all like we were seated? Because he's already seated. So are we also like seated, or you, did we just walk? In? You guys are walking in. You're okay. you're you're walking in um, to the time. So so you okay. do see Grizz amidst uh, a table, uh, pro probably meant for a family by himself, filled with plates. The nearby tables catching the discarded plates that um, that the badger pushes to the side as the staff try to try to keep up. With the uh, with the tasting session that is uh, <laughs> happening in yeah. front of them. Yes. All right. Then I uh, I will walk over. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Grizz. Right. Let's say. Uh, sit. Sit. Have some food. We've got plenty to eat. Let's say. Uh, as long as Benedict doesn't get to it. Let's say. Uh, help yourself. Business can wait till after we have a meal. Let's say. Uh. All right. Is there a plate here that he hasn't taken a bite out of yet? I um maybe yes maybe a couple. Is I'm really sure this. I don't think I've eaten anything from that one, but that's because it smells atrocious. Um, this I've nibbled on and give it back. Benedict <clears throat> pulls out as a like an entire turkey leg. Like there you are. That's barely been nibbled. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, take it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's Megan learning how to eat chicken wings. Good. That's um, one way to do it. Clever Stitch will hail a, a server <laughs> and ask for uh, just something simple, like some bread, just some bread. I uh, think. Uh, um, yeah, we've got a we've got a fresh loaf coming. I'm so sorry. We'll I'll be right take with you. You okay. can take your time. It's fine. Okay. All right. And and you just hear uh, you hear from from off in the corner in the corner. Robert, I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Click 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 click. The service here is the service here is really something. They go above and beyond. Let's say I'm I'm surprised how dedicated they are to the clip cropping while also carrying <laughs> food. It's really I'm not gonna lie. I stopped being hungry like eight dishes ago. <laughs> That's this is really. I just want to see how long they'll keep going. Benedict will eat all day. That's once you but and reach over and pets that giant badger. As it's just. <laughs> So good. Um, are you are are you trying to like eat through the entire menu? Are you searching for something in particular? What That's you. 
it's really just tasting everything, a little bit of everything they've got. You never know when inspiration strikes you. And there's no truer joy in the world than just a food that you've never had. And the butter here, honestly, they put it on everything and it's fantastic. That's, I don't know what to do. I've got to figure out what kind of animal they get it from because it's not anything that I've ever made myself. There's a uh, this this uh, lance, this jousting spear, just comes into the in between you guys on the on the table, and uh, and there's two loaves of bread stuck onto it, uh, with and it's it seems to be lightly glazed in in the butter. Perfect. <clears throat> I will take one off. Okay, and 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 he kind of the other one just kind of waves back and forth to saying if Saride or uh, or Grizz are gonna are gonna take it. Yeah, thank you. She'll take. She'll take it. <laughs> of course, she probably appreciates it, appreciates something that hasn't been nibbled on. Um, right. But actually, I have I have a lead on butter. If you are if you are interested, I am always interested in butter. That's. Um, a lead on butter. Okay, first of all, the three of our accents. We're going to see who makes it out here tonight alive. I don't think it's going to be me. I don't either. I don't believe yeah, myself. We're going to drop like flies. It's going to be fine. It is really intense focus on my part, not yeah. to slip. <laughs> um, but, but yes, I found... A, I really want some good butter, and I started asking around. They said that there's some druids... Um, in the small grove, little grove, grovelet. I can't believe it's not a grove. I can't. Um, whatever. Um, right, druids yeah. trees. That's, I'll have to give that a shot. I say. I think I actually did, did business. It did sound like it's all magical, though. Like none of it's really from an animal. So it 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 really is. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe is this all margarine? Is that what we're eating right now? It's, there's no way that this isn't butter. That's, this is too good That's to have been just magicked up by some prissy little wizard in his tower. Uh, to be fair, you'd that. probably be a marvellously robust druid in a tree trunk. So I'm more on board of that. I don't know if the optics really change that or not. Anyway, a little um, bit, a little bit. Right, so we were told to meet you? Right. Um, I guess a little bit more serious than... Um, Beardrin uh, has had me tracking down a group of mind flayers that have been active in the area. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're in the city. That's, uh, so enjoy your meal. Might be your last if you're willing to help me out on this. Um, because I fucking hate those squid-faced bastards more than anyone. Um, but, let's see, my understanding is that they've made some, their way into the city somehow. Um, what I've been able to suss out over the last few days that I've been here, um, is that their intent for, towards whatever purposes they have, they've been devouring secrets the way that they do, they direct from the mines, you know, Tartar style. Um, 
And my understanding is there's three of them, and I believe them to be arcanists. Which is why I said after dinner, let's say no point spoiling a good meal with bad news. But if you lot are here for any duration of time, um, I mean, we have been resting up a fair bit, so I think it's time we got boots on the ground again. That's fair, and I I know Talroth is busy for a couple of days, so it's not like we can leave and go continue our search towards Dragonopolis. Um, so no better, no better time to help you out. I, I will was that myself out. <laughs> Just to double check, was that a food pun? That's it, a nice... it was. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm uh, proud of you. That's right. Thank you. I, Benedict, I seem to have forgot my coin purse, so you've got this right, and then Grizz scatters. <laughs> oh, that tiny little shite. Oh, good goodness. I am... Um, I... I'm not a rich cat. It's all right. I'm a very rich woman. I am a lady of means. I will take care of it, and then later, I will take care of that tiny fuck. Um, Clever Stitch will pull out the seven silver that is in his personal (laughs) coin purse. I have this to contribute, ignoring the mounds of cash that we have in both the bag of holding and handy haversack. Yeah, but that's not for food. That's for <laughs> that's for that's for like a rainy day. That's for food we're all gonna eat. That's not true. Whatever well, the, the badger fuck this is. So is the, is um, the badger still around? Was it just Grizz that ran off? Or did Benedict stay yeah, or leave? And and I may have missed this. When you say he's a giant badger, and I realize because Grizz is a dwarf, what's the size ratio on the two of them? He's medium, so the badger's probably about as tall as Grizz is, like at the shoulder. <laughs> yes, bitch. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, okay, so where's your chunky friend? He's still at the table. That's Chris said Benedict's got it. And <laughs> left you guys with the badger. Um she's just gonna look at the badger. Uh excuse me, sir. I'm Are you going to pay for this? I'm I'm looking up what Itch. badger noise what noises badgers make right now because I'm this so was... glad you didn't make me make because I realized <laughs> as we started that I didn't know what a badger sounded like. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is does. also a badger who's eating, so I mean, yeah, I, I, think that, that, I can do snorting and eating. I, that yeah, that that <laughs> I can do. You're snouted. Yeah, that was actually my nickname in high school. Snorting uh, and eating, hold on, or hold what? <laughs> or snouted. And yeah, okay. I will say, as, as you guys as you start. Uh, talking directly to um, Benedict, the badger, uh, you notice he's got a collar on, and the collar does have a small coin purse that's tied to it. Oh. Um, oh. Um, 
That's where Chris keeps his money. <laughs> do you do you mind if I just still talk to the badger? May I? Oh, <laughs> may I touch your coin purse? <laughs> Cancellation doesn't pick up bad noises. Trying, I'm trying. It's so hard. (laughs) The dedication. The dedication. I love it. I've never been so angry at noise canceling in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your clear sound. I want badger noises. Um, So yeah, he just kind of moans. Okay, and can I... He seems mostly enthralled with eating. If you'd like to make a handle animal check, you can. (laughs) Eighteen! Yeah. I touch the badger's coin purse. (laughs) You do. And he seems okay with it. Well, yeah. Um... Is there enough in there to cover this? I only have 10 gold, so I really hope so. It's all right. We can just... This can just be on the team, and he will reach into the handy haversack, pull out enough gold, and then later, whenever we are splitting profits, we will just take a little bit more to pay for dinner. Um, I'm... It's when a business Robert, meeting. Robert! <laughs> yes. No, Darlet, sorry. I didn't mean to, you know. Um, uh-huh. Can we get the bill for this? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, would you, uh, would you roll me a percentile, please? Uh, yeah. Let's... Digitalize. I don't need to go looking for this. <laughs> 72. Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna run you guys uh, about 62 gold pieces. Oh. It's alright, Stitch. I will take well, care of the whole thing. Your issue. <laughs> I, oh, no. No, no, no. It's fine. I'll take care of it. She's going to leave the gold in Grizz, or in in, um, <laughs> in the What? And she'll she'll put she'll put a hundred gold on the table for roll for tip. This poor kid. You know you know what? That's fair. Run ragged. That's um, fair. Stitch, do you want to like take anything? Put it in the bag real quick. That that's salvageable, like the bread. I, I mean, sure, sure. So uh, he, will, he will take the two loaves. Sure, sure. Um, he, he comes clip-clopping, uh, his, his way back, um, clip-clop, clip-clop, so, I'm sorry, does this mean you guys don't want the baked Alaska, because it's gonna be a couple of hours before it's fully frozen? Oh no, um, I'm so sorry, let's, let's go ahead and cancel that. Okay, we can. Give him another, you want us to send it up gold. to your room? I don't know how well it'll. You know, keep, but, okay. That would be that would be lovely, but please take your time on it. Okay. Also, send it, send it she's she's gonna. 
Oh, yes, that'd be great. Send it to Scream. Oh, is Screamers with Talroth? Uh, no. no. Screamers was at the nearby hospital. I guess yeah. you could. they could have released him to a room okay. at this point. Okay, then, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to give it to Screamers. That'd be great. Um, she's going to hand him another 20 gold. And while she does, um, she's going to cast Sir Restoration to just give him a little pep up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels, he feels less uh, exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we're as we're leaving, I will grab that turkey leg mm-hmm. that Sarai surely did not really eat any of, and use it to kind of um, lead Benedict out of the establishment to try and get him to leave the basically yeah. Tur- turkey leg. T- Turkey leg? <laughs> That's a couple steps. Turkey leg. A couple steps. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, um, Treasure and Sirak, what were you guys up to while while this was happening? Well, at this point, Treasure and Sirak have been kind of talking amongst themselves while they're trying to get a couple of disguises ready. Treasure thankfully has her masquerade tattoo, so she has decided to turn herself into a very tall, tanned half-elf woman okay. with long blonde hair and freckles, and but more or less around the same, just half-elf. Sure, sure. With like a nice dress looking a little more casterish based off of some of the stuff she's seen Sarai wear. Great. Sarak, on the other hand, doesn't have this, so she's trying to help him make himself into a peacock air cocker, and let's see how well this goes. What uh? What can I uh? With yeah, Picacra. Uh, what can I uh? What can I use in the room uh to kind of uh disguise myself in this manner? So you don't have a, if I'm understanding correctly, you don't have a disguise kit. I I think I used my last one on uh when we were back in Dorian's Dawn. I mean, I if you used it. if you owned one. It's like a hundred uses. Like, there's no official number of uses. Just having a disguise kit. Like, I we I've had stage makeup kits. You get more than a show out of that. You know, like yeah, you're- okay. No. With that being said, I am not only do I have one, I am proficient in it. Oh, all right. Sounds good. So, um, you with your disguise kit and what is in the room? Um, there are a lot of little pennant banners. Um, like the, the, that kind of drape, uh, along the ceilings. Yeah. And those are, uh, frequently used as room decoration and, and decor. Uh, that's probably the most colorful and disposable piece that you find. Other than that, you know, there, there, there's bedding, there's, um, uh, maybe a rug. Um, I don't know if any of that's particularly featherish. But uh, between that and your disguise check, if you would like to make me a disguise check on yourself, it is charisma. On someone else, it is uh, dexterity. Why does it have to be charisma on yourself, though? Because I it's... feel like it's still dexterous when you're doing it. Sure. All right. So if you want to use it, I'll give you a dex to dress yourself up. But if you don't play the role right, it's uh, it doesn't matter. As someone that does makeup all the time, it's not about my skills. No, no. Am I ballsy enough to pull this off? <laughs> all right, let's go charisma. So it's charisma plus my 
Proficiency. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, not okay, but okay. Uh, so that's a uh, twelve. Okay. For, that's twelve for that minus one for eleven. Okay. Sure. Um, so you don't look like a peacock. Peacocks are very male. Peacocks are very distinct as far as their um, as far as their their plumage goes. Um, you don't look like the canary yellow uh, Aarakocran that sh- that you are. You definitely look um, a a blue and your feathers sort of take on this ombre um, like like nature that is is very striking um, and it looks good. Uh, I don't know that anyone would describe it as as peacock, but um, attention grabbing, distinct, uh, flattering. Yes, um, but as far as like the the eye pattern and that fold, um, your your wings just aren't shaped that way, you know. So, yeah, it was a long shot to begin with. That's okay. I mean, you look like a real pretty blue and gold macaw. I'd say that's a win. Oh, thank you. Uh, so now, like we were talking about, while we we're getting all our looks together. What is this spell that we're going to tell everybody we're looking for that you and I know does not exist? But if you're a real good mage and you're real high end and you're real elite, you clearly know this is a real spell. Clearly, we are looking for a scroll of Mordenkainen's faithful pigeon. That sounds perfect. Mordenkainen's faithful pigeon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Only high-end actual casters with real class would know about this spell. It is a lost spell for Mordenkainen. Like, I know you're saying this just to let everyone know we're about to pull off a con, but this might be the first time that Sirak has lied like this, so this is going to go well. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I believe you guys are dressed. Are you going to meet up with the rest of your, your friends, or are you guys going out on the town in search of Mordenkainen's faithful pigeon? I think that we might have lost track of time, honestly, because we're being little shits. That's fine. Yeah, I figured, I figured this was happening, like, exactly that we like didn't realize the time frame for the meeting and so while the meeting is going on yeah we're like hey you ever heard of this spell i need it and i have money to burn okay all right so so you guys are all right so you hit the town out in into the streets of care diane you go um make a make an investigation check are you guys um are you are you gonna go to like the the halls of academia in search of this spell, or are you going to just pedal around some of the, the nearby uh, shops that would cater to less? We're trying to ruffle high end shop owners. All right. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Wait a second. I remember this is a thing. How much does it cost to start a whisper campaign? Oh, as a downtime activity. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, sure. Give me give me a few minutes. I can I can dig that up. Um, is it is that Xanathar's or is that? I think that's just in the regular um, PHP. I think so. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll dig out the DMG and uh, and look that up for a whisper campaign. Um, yep, give me just a second. So you guys are headed down to the to the the deep halls of academia where the truly refined uh, arcanists and wizards, mages and and masters of magic, apply uh, their their trade, and so. As you're making your way down here, each of these towering uh, wizard abodes, um, you can, even though you you both are, I would say, adjacent to magic as far as your uh, barbarian rage, but also uh, your attuned nature to the planes, Sirak, your ability to, to sort of feel magic around you is uh is definitely thrumming right and sirak your your capacity for detecting planar portals uh that that warden sense is tingling just sort of all over the place and it's you're realizing the number of pocket dimensions and little doors and and artifacts that um twist from one side to the other very much um, sends your your feathers uh, a flutter as it were making your way towards the center of uh, Kerdayan United uh, you uh, yeah I said it. it's going to sound like an airline because I'm doing two things at once but I'm just going to roll with it so the uh, United Kerdayan Airlines um you, there are some shops around here. Um, there is, um, there is uh, one that is just called the library. Uh, one that you know, capital T, capital L, library. Uh, running a business, crafting magic items. The library. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wrong part of the country, but yes, that is. Fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> yes, you're right. I apologize. Uh, carousing, crafting. I think it's going to be under carousing. Gaining renown. Oh, my lord. Uh, sowing rumors. In a city. Okay, roll me 6d6. Do you want to roll all six? Got it. Okay. We have a roller right here. Yeah. One, two, but... three, four, five, six. Roll to everyone. One in one. Okay. I'm going to say you guys... So let's actually change up the lineup here. Uh, Treasure and Sirak have been doing this for the better part of a week. Uh, they disappear on their own. Um, it's a gold a day. Uh, actually, I'm going to say because of this, it's two gold a day. Um, so you guys have, have started on the outskirts and you've been, been working your way in. You've got maybe two more weeks of, of doing this before you think it's really going to catch on. 
Um, there is there is the library. There is um, the Eye of the Orb, right? There is the Diviner's Rod. Uh, there is the um, um, the archives. Uh, there's many many shops along those lines. What? Uh, where would you guys like to spend? Where would you like to start this rumor today? We haven't hit the library yet. What do you feel about that? Sounds good. Let's go ahead and uh, give that a shot. Okay. As you guys head your way in there, you enter uh, into the library doors and it is low lit with ever burning candles stepping your way in. And there is, it's a very big room. It's a very big building and it's definitely on the corner and it has a corner entrance. And so you're a little struck with just how small this particular area is. There is a uh, a magical wall. There's a curtain off to the side, which is sort of this um, rich crushed velvet and uh, trimmed in, in uh, sort of gold, um, gold and sitting behind the the counter is this um relatively young elven woman looks like she's not college age but but shortly thereafter she is dressed very refined um not like a librarian at all um but she is uh she's there well hello there what can i do for you Well, hello. Uh, we are actually in the market for a scroll for a particular spell. Oh, all right. So you were looking into our perusing section. Were you interested in a membership today, or did you just want to purchase something a la carte? A la carte. Um, the idea was looking for Mordenkainen's faithful pigeon. Well, I can let you know that we have one of the most resplendent collections of arcane theories as well as practical scroll groups in the entirety of Caradion. But the membership for the library actually only gets you access uh, to search its uh, book and hallways, along with the other benefits of being a member. Um, our gatherings are renowned throughout the city, and there is also the shared repository of spells, which uh, true members can uh, draw from at any given time, as long as they are able to resupply the magical nature of the vault in a timely fashion. Otherwise, penalties are incurred, of course. Uh, so as far as finding a particular scroll or a theorem to craft that particular scroll. You're going to have to search uh, in there for yourself. But uh, if you'd like to go inside, I know that there's a number of uh, actually very active members who find uh, such obscure spells particularly tantalizing. What do you think, Tritorio? I think he seems intrigued. 
Well, for a day pass, it'll be 35 gold apiece. Plus any scribing fees for things that you find and want to take a copy of with you. Of course. You see, the thing is, we've had some trouble finding this particular spell, and it would seem an awful waste to come all this way, uh, get a membership, and then not be assured that the spell's here. Oh, no, no, no. I'm so sorry if I misled you. That is a day pass for 35 gold. A membership far exceeds that particular mm. cost. But if it's not worth it to you to find what you're looking for, I do understand. Many people give up on what they desire rather quickly. Hmm. Do you think she's heard of it, Territorio? I still have no idea that the spell's even here. It wasn't even in the last five places we checked. He's going to give you a real, like, he's going to go up and he's going to give, like, a real up and down look with his discerning eye. Mm Mm-hmm. You might be right. I think it might be best to move along. We we aren't certain, and 35 gold is well worth the amount to pay for good knowledge, but if we're not even sure if it's here, it seems like a little bit of a waste of time and gold. Well, if you're in short supply of either, the library's not for you. And seems like they might be in short supply of exactly the spell we need. That's okay. So were the last five places. Have a great day. She waves and just walks out with Sorak on her arm. At the very end, Sorak's just going to turn around. Good day, madam! (laughs) But we're just going to keep stowing from, like, place to place asking about this particular spell and just make it seem like this very sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. spell. You guys you guys are you guys are on the hunt for that. So after lunch uh and and the meeting of such with the Did we forget something, Sorak? Can't possibly think of what we might have forgotten. Were we supposed to pick up lunch for Screebers? He's still in the hospital, isn't he? Oh, yeah. That can't be it. They have oh, I'm there. Oh, I forgot. Talroth gave me a nice bottle of wine before he headed off. We can share that when we get back. Oh, I don't I don't know if I can share a bottle. I can maybe share, like, a quarter, maybe an eighth of a bottle. Otherwise, I'll be pretty much useless. I know that's for sure. We'll figure it out when we get back. <laughs> All right. So as you guys are leading the uh, the giant badger uh, by the drumstick uh, out out of the little empire, um, you do see the um, the well uh, disguised through. Is it seeming or um, what spell is is uh, changing your appearance right now? Disguise self. Disguise self. Okay. Yeah. Disguise self. You're you are familiar with it, and um, and the image of Sirak that you all might have gotten used to. It does look like he blew himself. So um, 
that you you guys are sort of running into into each other out on the street. You recorded? Just listen back. Oh, uh, oh Tobias, you oh. will blow hard. Um, Sarai, Stitch, where'd you get the badger? Um, I, the, popping up from behind the badger. Is it me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who's the dwarf? Oh, Brand. Sir Hawk, that's what we forgot. Meeting. Oh, God. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you both. Last say. Nice to meet you. He goes up and shakes each of your hands. What, what is she making faces about? Uh, how much do you think that amount of food costs? Um, how it tastes? What is the gold? That's Benedict said he got it. <laughs> um, Benedict Benedict had all of all of a, a, a little little chunk of it. He could have paid gold. for a, a little chunk of it. He couldn't, couldn't have cast more than ten gold. Seventy-five gold. I think it was sixty-two. But, it um, was sixty after the ten. I, we were out of the sixty. I think they gave you the runabout. I swear to God, it couldn't have cost nearly that much. You uh, ordered one of everything, walked away from the table, and there was still food coming. We have a baked Alaska, whatever the fuck, Alaska, whatever the fuck that is, going to Screamers. I don't even know if that's good for a recovering kobold. He's 111 years old. This is the only reason that he's made it this far is because he's wanted to live. If yeah, you but... kill our kobold because of ice cream, no, sorry, I sorry, swear. If, if we can rewind a little bit, what did you say Screamers is? This is, I think, we're skipping over an important issue here. What's a Screamers? And a cobalt. He's a cobalt. It's 111 years old. Don't cobalts only live for? Don't cobalts only live for like a week? If they're stupid and they run into fire, yes. Like most cobalts, yeah. Screamers is remarkably intelligent, and he runs away from all danger. So he has lived forever. We've come to find out it's kind of like lobsters, where technically they're immortal. Cobalt in general, technically immortal. Interesting. Well, that's... Okay, that's... See, I feel like we can put this whole thing behind us then. Thank you for explaining what a Screamers is. So, about... We should probably fill the two of you in. Um, There's an issue. There's Mind Flare being quiet, so don't cause a panic. There's Mind Flares in the city somewhere. Like Um, right right now? Yeah, at least three of them, from what I can find. Um... In, again, yeah, exactly. Serious issue. People keep getting distracted by stuff. Benedict, what is in your mouth? That's, you know, <laughs> that's about 20 gold worth of food. That's what's in his mouth. <laughs> Benedict. They really? Benedict sort of... Uh, <laughs> bites another piece. Chris pulls a piece of jerky out of his pocket. Is like holding onto one end like you do a puppy dog. And he's so we can talk about what's going on with the the important issues we've got here. I don't think you have to worry about um, the cost of lunch. I we can discuss that. Later. There's other there's important things to talk about. I don't think we have to worry about this right now. Um, don't have much of a lead. All I've got is this general area, approximate amounts. 
Um, well, Sorak and I have been up and down this area all week. When you say general area, do you mean Caradion or like where we are specifically? The city itself. Let's say Tratum with a group through the mountains. We uh, were ambushed at one point, um, uh, and they got number of they got one of our number. I sent the rest back because really at this point it was more of a find and you know narrow down the location. Tratum through the mountains. Uh, around the area, and to the best of my knowledge, the only place they could have gone is somewhere in the city. Um, How about we don't have this conversation out in the middle of the street? See, that's what I was trying to do, but somebody wanted to talk about lunch. Let's go inside, get something to eat, and go over to this, like, supplies folk. I think we're fine on the food part for right now. Perhaps dinner. And pulls the piece of like pulls the piece of jerky back from Benedict. By the way, she introduces herself and like holds out her hand. Obviously, she's not looking like what she normally looks like. She just instead looks like a very tall half elf woman. I'm Treasure. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. You're very tall. Uh, th- this isn't quite usually what I look like. It's usually taller. How tall is Treasure? Yeah. Treasure is six feet tall. How, how she normally looks. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, she is now currently about 5'10". She is currently a little like more athletic looking for an elven woman. She has bronzy skin, freckles, looks very what Treasure would picture. She's watched um, Saride. She's watched Talroth and has kind of picked from that to make herself fit in here. So the tan skin, the freckles, more like what Saride would look like in summer, and even a very similar dress. Now, what Treasure looks like normally, she's a six foot three hundred pound beefling with glittering gold skin, long gold hair, horns curled forward with little piercings and bobbles on them, wearing essentially the chainmail bikini she finally got from Thosin, with a pair of pants, hooves. Um, adornments on the hooves and some of the armor. And she does have the same tattoo, but her sits square in the middle of her chest. And it's a, it's a little different in the sense of it's more of a masquerade type tattoo. So it glitters and can shift where it is, but generally speaking square in the middle of her chest. What is the archivist tattoo? It is it's actually symbol. it's that fire water little, Fire thingy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Don't know. I, I was wondering if you guys had ever settled that. Yeah, yeah, we had. It's just, it's hard to describe with just like, we'll post it up somewhere. There I have it go. somewhere. I'm Sounds sure Matthew good. does too. I I have the large one. I can't, the, the one with the many. And I cannot remember which I'll, one. I have. have it saved because I was going to put you. my tattoo together. I'll post it it's, real quick. Hold on. Cool. It's the one I think that looks close to like Yang's symbol from Ruby, if I remember right. Okay. Yeah. Looks cool. kind of like that. Yeah. Um, going to hand it over to Sorok so he can describe his macaw looking self right now and what he normally looks like. <laughs> Currently, you see a. Lovely uh, blue and blue feathered, uh, almost looks like uh, tapestry uh, forming his feathers. Um, 
and uh, very short little bird boy. Um, <laughs> uh, but normally, this is not what Sirak would look like. Sirak uh, is a ranger in studded leather with a lovely um, a yellow nape, which goes down into gray feathers as uh, it goes down to the rest of his body. On his uh, right arm is a uh, tattoo that is, uh, while having the archivist symbol near the shoulder, um, comes down into a swirling like shadow uh, down to about where the elbow is. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's weird because you know tattoos go on the skin, but it's clearly showing, like, even though he has the overlapping feathers. It's clearly showing through the feathers uh, what this tattoo is. Okay. And he also has a bow and arrow, usually. Not right now, because I don't think we need it at this exact moment. Absolute pleasure to meet both of you. So do we want to go up to one of our rooms? Yeah? We'll discuss this there. Probably the best choice. Alright. Um alright, then we can go up to whatever fucking room Flutter Stitch was staying in. Sure. Um You make it past Brian who is um uh bringing out the Crokenbush tree of uh of little um little ones. They totally let you know that the puff pastry is still setting, but the caramel's Good and it's then just, it's just fine, lad. That's thank you. I'll take that off. Yeah. All right. Um, the turducken is gonna be an hour or more. Um, we think we got the tur, uh, but the duck is um, fighting. But the inn, um, I don't know what's happening. But I'll I'll bring it over when I get done. Thank you, guys. I trust you guys. That's it. And as he has been doing, he takes one of the puff pastries off the croquembouche and then just kind of holds out the rest of it in the direction of Benedict and whoever else might want to snip off the croquembouche. Yeah, no, Treasure is definitely going to take one. I mean, that is awesome. It's sweets. She loves sweets. It's incredible. And it's already, I don't know what you're looking at, it's already been paid for. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you all will excuse me for just a moment, I'm going to go to my room and freshen up. She will <laughs> go to her room that she shares with those, and the door will, the drawbridge will slam, and then like <laughs> she'll just hear like screaming and shushing, <laughs> and then everything will be quiet for like five minutes. When she comes out, she'll have a couple new marks, but she will be calm. <laughs> Benedict's covered in like the whipped cream filling from the puff, puff pastry. Oh, I'm dead. So is Treasure's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he uh, able to do like the what is it like the Looney Tunes tongue lick that like cleans up his face? He's trying. He's trying. It is. It is not as smooth as the tongue tongue lick, but he's working on it. He's he's got about he's got about a quarter of it done. And he's hell yeah. He's he is working on it. And then if he if he notices that it's on Treasure's face, he'll he'll go and try to help her out. And because it's easier to lick her face than it is to lick his own. Oh my! Face. And she likes she likes the badger. The badger's yeah. cool. There She's having a great yeah. time. 
She probably would have lost her disguise by now because it only lasts for an hour. So by now you'll actually get to see the tiefling treasure. Sure. Hell yeah. You really are tall. Down, Benedict. Down. Um, so then, so we, we get up to the room, um, all right, so, how long did you say that you were tracking these mind flayers for? So if you don't mind me getting right down to business. Yeah, Brastag, that's, uh, and could correct me if I'm wrong, I've been tracking them for a few weeks, if, even if I've only been in the city for a few days, right? That's, yeah, it's, it's been a few weeks, like I said, I tracked them through the mountains back from the, uh, um, down from the House of Shields, that area. All right. Um, to the city. Um, I, I've only been here for a few days. I haven't been able to narrow down the location. I'm just fairly confident that they haven't left at this point. Um, but narrowed down to a city is still a city to search. I would say the attack probably happened nine days ago. Okay. Um, you've You probably attract them through the mountains, uh, just knowing the distance from the House of Shields, you probably have been on the road for a few months, um, okay. working through the mountains and through through the un- the underdark, the mountain caverns of of the area. And you've, I would say, you've probably been on on their particular trail 15, 20 days. Um, you you had found evidence of them, um, and I can I would say one of the, some of the things you have you've discovered in the in the efforts is that so like a true mind flayer enclave has an elder brain has you know is stationary is set up um, these are odd uh, mind flayers in that um, they seem they. Um, it's just a trio of them, uh, from what you, from what you have tracked and found, uh, you do suspect that there is like a full mind flare enclave somewhere in the mountains that you had not found. Um, but when you guys were set upon the only person through the mind blast, through the stuns, through all of those things, and it was a, a very clever, Assault. Two of them had sort of split you guys up and then ambushed the, the other team. The only person that they uh, mind flayed, as it were, was your, uh, was your wizard. Um, huh. and, and so that is, that's some of the evidence that you are specifically working with, um, uh, in addition to tracking them to this... To this air, to this city, um, quite specifically. Okay, yeah, and I'll relay all that, and then um, the rest of the team. Like, if there are other survivors, I probably would have right. sent them back at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Fo- following That's- following that particular attack. Um, the only other thing I'd say is, like, maybe if you would like to have one uh, compatriot that stuck with you to care, Diane, as like a um, a person that's going to stay in the city and be like an information relay. Back to okay. back to Beardrin, right? Because yeah. uh, part of the setup is is putting um, scouts and agents and individuals in further reaching places, and being able to speak, uh, you know, uh, speaker stone uh, 
information back and forth and sending and the, those sorts of things. So um, I would say there's there's a, there's probably one uh, that's going right. to be set up as like the local agent. It was probably supposed <laughs> to be your wizard, given the city. Um, yeah. But uh, if you'd like to name them, otherwise I will give them a, a ridiculous name that I will promptly forget. Um, but yes. I, yeah, I will name them, but not off the top of my head. That's fine. I still get a really ridiculous name that I will promptly forget. Absolutely. Take your time. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I fill in the part of that information. There you go. And that's uh, I've been proceeding with a little bit more caution since I got to the city because until at least I was able to meet up with you because you really don't want to walk beard first into a mind flare nest of any type. That makes sense. Uh, Cody, do I know anything about mind flares? Let's give it a shot, Professor Treasure. Uh, here's hoping Professor Treasure is with us tonight. I, too. Uh, nope. I actually not won that history oh. check. I think it's the only time I've ever done that. Oh. Um, yeah, Treasure, you do know something about mind flares. I'm going to tell you what that is in just a moment. But in the meantime, how about you, Clever Stitch? Uh, would you like a history or an arcana? I'll take either. Different type uh, of information. Arcana it is, then. Ooh, that's a nat 2. It was almost a nat 20. Oof. So an 8. An 8. Um, I mean, you know the broad ideas. Um, squid people that eat brains and um, and looking at them, they are, they are so... Uh, hideous and and um, disturbing that they will uh, that just to look at them will will stun or those that see them are are stunned right cool. Um, cool. that is you know you you get the broad aspects of it you yeah, could absolutely also I'm sure you as Matthew understand the like well it's not by looking at them but. You know yeah, what I but mean. if Clever Stitch doesn't, then you know <laughs> he, he gets the he gets the idea. You know, yeah. Um, um, so mind flares treasure are they're about the size of uh, of a fist. They look like a brain. They have um, four legs, no eyes, no mouth, and when they attack, they split open out of the sides, and these leafy tendrils shoot out and go up your nose and out of your eyes. Clearly, that's it. Yep. That's gotta be it. Second cousin to mimics. They're awful. It's true. Right. So, our mind flares, uh, do we have any knowledge of if they're, like, uh, aberrations? Right? They are... Yes. Yeah, uh, monstrosities. They're aberrations. Well, okay. Could I uh, extend a use of primeval awareness just to see if they're in a mile wide? If they're in a mile from us? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Go ahead. Um, I cast a what would now be considered uncivilized spell by everyone else in this godforsaken town, <laughs> um, and I cast primeval awareness. Okay. Um, roll me a percentile. Uh, 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. All right. Wow. I rolled a 65. So, not only did you beat them, they're actually very close. Are uh, they in the room? Not in, they are not in the room close. <laughs> Grizz's face bursts forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's the croaking bush! No, it's, it's the badger. It's the badger. It's Benedict. It's Benedict, is a Benedict um, So it's going to be at this point, as we're all like mind flares, that Sirach's just going to look up and go, Ah, uh, uh, guys, I don't, I don't necessarily know how to say this, but... I, I mean, I don't know if it's them per se, but we got some aberrations that are very close by. How close is very close? Um, well, considering this feature does not reveal the creature's location or number, I wouldn't know, but I can tell it's kind of really close. All right. Yeah, gen general distance... Mm, within like quarter mile. All right. Miss Treasure was already reaching for her her axe to be like, we are going to attack this little pocket size leaf face pugging. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, uh, I I think they are. I'd say probably within like a half mile radius of where we are right now. Um, they're, they're real close. They're real close. Well, that makes Stork easier, um, then. That's, uh, a little unsettling. Um, me as a player, I'm upset that I had fully forgotten about primeval awareness. That's, <laughs> but... Chris, Chris is fine. Um, Don't worry, we went through an entire sneaking mission where I forgot that I had, um, Pass Without a Trace, so... Right there with you, buddy. There you go. Yep, right there. Um... So I suppose that's, uh, it's up to you lot now. And that's, uh, if you want to set out right now and do it, if there's anything else, your affairs to put in order, goodbyes to say. I'm just kidding. We'll be fine. It's just a couple of mind flares. That's yeah. Done. We've survived everything up until now. Surely we all have. this won't be able to kill us. <laughs> there's only on. one thing that can kill you. Don't know what it is yet. There's only one thing. Yep. And it, there's only one thing that can kill you, and it's a beholder who wants a family. Let's go, everybody. <laughs> Actually, we, that. we managed to survive that. Yeah. Um, we do know he's looking for us, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I feel like this story needs context, but it can wait until Later. after I've had my brains pulled out by some squid face bastard. Yeah. And Later. unfortunately, context costs extra. I like when you substitute all of the sides like I did. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do we want to search for them? Wait, do we want to wait until it's nighttime to search for them, or do we want to do it now? Personally, I'm fine. I don't know if there's any change if they get stronger at night or anything like that. I know there are monsters that do that, but. Um, it just depends. We're going to be fighting probably in the dark either way if they're probably. inside, underground, 
I mean, Whatever pretty they're sure they're not related to vampires. Yeah, but there could there could be a vampire mind flare. Is that a thing? That it's a it could be a thing. That's terrifying if it is. That would be so scary. It'd be terrifying. That's so fun to throw garlic at. Yeah, are we walking and talking? We walking and talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess. Do we want to like look for wells or something I, that gets us underground? Well, it's, I actually have an idea because that's what uh, you did, Sorak. Um, if we go like a half mile that direction, and then I'll see if I can't sense them, and we can kind of triangulate the position. Um, if I go half mile that way and don't sense them, then we'll probably find them. Ooh, um, that could work. That might work. So yeah, half mile in the street, and then. I'll also expend a spell slot to cast Primeval Awareness. Okay. Through the efforts to triangulate them, you guys notice um, they they do seem to be moving uh, towards the center of town. Okay. All right. Um, Does there happen to be a giant well in the center of town? (laughs) That can lead us direct to the underground. Um, Clever Stitch, make a survival check with advantage for your urban bounty oh, hunter. Me, me doing survival. Oh, good. <sighs> That's natural six for a five. Okay. Um. You so you don't have any real insight into what perhaps the waterways or things like that look like. Nope. I I will say it's because you've been up looking for the different areas. Um, each sort of district of town features not necessarily wells, but fountains and and drains. Um, this right. this town has many fountains. Most of them public. Most of them are are good for drinking. Um, usually there are nearby sort of rain drains and uh, things along along those lines. I will say the one area that seems to have um, the largest fountain is in is the central um, school that is near the middle of the town. It is a um, I, I mean you we're talking. Not quite um, Mirage or Bellagio like like water show. That's that's kind sure. of might be more of a lake at this point. But but you know it was supposed to be a fountain, and then they needed more room for more water to shoot and show off their awesome magicness. Hell right? yeah! So the, uh, all important things clearly. It's the Phantasmic Lagoon during the day. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, if they're He's... underground, do we go to the sewers? To the sewers. That's a, I noticed you bestowed any additional sense of urgency, but I just realized if they specifically targeted the wizard that was a member of our scouting party, I think this place could best be described as a buffet. Probably. So that just could have clicked for me. Um, so yeah, I think to the sewers. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That's, uh, the sewers it is. 
to the sewers we go. Okay. Do they try to target people who are smarter? Like, is that a, a general thing for them? Um, as far as you know, Treasure, they like to target people with wide nostrils. <laughs> oh, well, then I'm safe. There you go. <laughs> Don't know about Benedict there, though. He might be in trouble. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, nobody. D. Um, yeah, you guys, you do make your way toward towards the center of town. This is the area that um, Treasure and Clever, not Clever, Ciroc, thank you, were just in uh, two hours earlier. Um, Treasure, are you, are you dressed chainmail bikini style? Have you... Uh, taken on a disguise, or are you? Are you? I'm doing, not. I'm uh, back in. Uh, I'm back in tiefling treasure mode. I've been taking the disguise all week. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Um, people, people stare. They don't seem, but it doesn't seem to be like with with malice. Um, it it's more out of like novelty. Um, you get the idea that there is, uh, as far as being here. Um. Uh, we're gonna take a break in in just a minute. Uh, so everybody knows. Um, you get the idea that as far as um people being here, they have a respect for people that do a lot of physical stuff, right? Um, because that means they don't have to. What seems to be where they look up or down on people is people that do magic, and the type of magic that they that they do. Right. So, um, so when you're walking around, cause you got a big fuck off ax on your back and you're, you're not wearing armor. So that says to them, um, I, I like chopping things and I don't care if I get chopped. And they're like, respect. That sounds good. I'm going to step out of your way. If I need to bind spike you, I might, but, but you know, um, so it is not the, it is not the, um, terrible uh you know the quite the snootiness at least in that respect so we are going to take a brief break we're going to be back in about 10 minutes about 9 25 9 26 somewhere around there but uh hang out and we will see you guys soon until then stay tuned welcome back everybody we are random encounter productions i'm cody stone with me tonight we have and I'm playing. I, I, you did. You did. It did. It did. It, okay. it, it, it took a second because it was very much a. Yeah, fair enough. Matthew playing Clever Stitch, the Arcane Archer Taxi. And I'm play. I'm Andrew. I'm not playing Andrew. I am Andrew. I'm playing Grizz, and I know my cues now. Dwarven <laughs> Ranger. I'm Megan. I'm playing Sarai Landier, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sirak, the Arakakura Horizon Walker Ranger. And Treasure? Oh, sorry about that. It looks like it was a little delay on my end. Oh. But I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure, the Tiefling Barbarian. Mm. Sounds good. Yep, looks like that storm is, is slowing you down just a hint, but we're going to push on through. Thank you guys for being here. This is Disasters in Danger, D&D 5e High Fantasy Actual Play. When last we left off, our heroes were just beginning to stalk the streets, looking for an entrance into the waterways beneath the city of Cairdian, a 
town focused on magical acumen and uh, the mysteries of the arcane. Uh, so you guys, you guys do have. Um, you can. Where would you like to enter? The sewers. Do you want to head towards the center of town, enter the sewers there? Do you want to start where you're at now and try to track them through the sewers? Um, what is, just give me a broad thought on, on your efforts here. I would uh, think not directly in the center where we think they're at, right? Like follow behind a ways. Also, not in the middle of public where everybody's just going to see this group of random people just, you know, into the source. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, sounds... Go ahead, Chris. I I actually have an idea, if you want to follow me, just if we can... And Chris starts looking for, like, an alleyway that's just devoid of people, like, we can kind of get by and notice. Sure, you find Um, one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and... I'm not sure how well it works if, like, the streets are, like, stone and stuff, but Benedict has a burrow speed, and as a cave badger, he leaves a tunnel behind him that a medium creature can pass through. Um, and so, uh, Grizz, like, gets down, he's like, all right, Benedict, come on, buddy. And he puts a piece of jerky on the ground, and he goes, sit down. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. First and foremost, do me a favor. Make me a... Ooh, um, make me a survival check. Make me a survival check. While he's doing that, Sarai's going to pull her loot out and play to try to, like, cover the noise. Okay. Say 33. Sure, yeah. You are, um, you are able to, well, an urban environment is, uh, just another type of environment. You are able to, um... Find a a nearby alley that is uh, over one of the waterways beneath. Um, so it's a so it's a shorter dig for um, for Benedict. Uh, what is his burrow speed? Uh, fifteen feet, I believe. Yeah, fifteen feet. When they burrow, they leave tunnels behind them. Perfect. So yeah, it, it, it'll take him. Uh, there are. It is stone. I'm gonna say he, he's a little slowed down. Kind of difficult terrain for him. Uh, we'll say it takes him maybe a minute, right at, at most. And um, and once he gets past sort of the initial like paved area, cobblestone area, uh, concrete, he he gets moving pretty good. And then he's got another like concrete wall to kind of. <laughs> Work is good boy. Treasure's going to position herself in the alley, so it's pretty difficult to see past her, and she knows she's a whole lot of wall. Yeah, um, only only a couple of people even kind of kind of look or blink at it. Um, you get the feeling that it's chalked up to just being another weird magical experiment. Uh, so. So to to them, like seeing seeing random, and, unless things are like actively on fire or dangerous, or it looks like there's there's violence happening, they take a lot of it in stride. So even if they like s- could see the badger, kind of them are like, oh, hmm, doing some badger experiments, huh? All right, I see. Yep, <laughs> right. Like it, it's it's kind of that. Um, <laughs> 
So, yeah, you are able to dig. Uh, Benedict is able to burrow his way down into uh, into the waterway. Um, from here, uh, you guys head down. So it is a advanced waterway system. This is another city that um, actually all of my archivists, excluding you, Grizz. Sorry, you haven't got the tattoo yet. Um, make me history checks. Uh, 13. Okay. 22? 18. Do I make one as well? Yes. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you. Because I, I wasn't sure if I make one because I'm in the front. You can. Absolutely. Okay, and history, so altogether 19. Nice. So as you guys make your way down into the tunnel and you start to walk along along the sides... Um, it is clear that the waterways down here, uh, they are domed. They have, have cobblestones. You can see that they've been repaired with shape stone spells and um, earth to, you know, um, earth to stone. Um, the things that turn like mud into stone and they make concrete. And it's been, you know, this has magically been, been worked and prepared. Um, and you guys start to pick up the trail of the direction of these these where these things have been walking um but for my archivist it's been oh maybe a year it's been a year but you there is a distinct remembrance this is more than just familiar uh to the sewers beneath dorian's dawn um you if you as players don't, you as characters do remember that um, the waterways beneath Dorian's Dawn were not made by the residents of Dorian's Dawn. That that actually there are a number of underground both cities and, and infrastructure that a lot of the people from the Republic uh, did, did sort of take over, right? Um, and so... This, whoever built that, you you feel real confident that they built this. Like, it's it's almost to the point that, Sirach, uh you with a high survival skill, um, you, you get the feeling like, in like 30 feet, there's going to be a, a, a T. And, and it's like, that's, this is very... Very much built in the same design. Can I check the walls I, for anything extra, like alchemist crap? Oh, okay, sure, absolutely. Since I'm having flashbacks to yeah, the are you making? Are you trying to like check for traps al- along the way? Things like that. Make an investigation check. You'll you'll need to shuffle up to the front. Uh, about two people can walk. It's about ten feet wide, so you can go side by side, but it's a tight side by side. Um, and so uh, for you, Andrew Grizz, who who are not super familiar with this this underground sewer waterway, there is a main trough of um, of water that serves as an irrigation throughout the throughout the city. It is layered. 
um, so that the fresher water is on the higher higher layer, and then the fouled water is is the layer below. It is very um, intricate. Uh, it runs from from north to south, following the path of the river that that nearby goes there, and it is a ton of irrigation. Um, there's about a ten foot stone path on both the left and the right, and then there are occasionally ladders or grates that sort of um, raise or lower the water to keep it flowing in a in a steady steady path. It is um, by dwarven standards. Ooh, this is like that's a lot of work for water, right? Yeah. Um, usually, you, you you stick a hole in the ceiling, it snows and rain, and then it just comes down and you kick it out, right? But um, it's impressive for sure. What'd you get, Saride? Twenty six. Okay, Saride steps up to the front. Who is next to her, and or in front or behind of her? I'll be next to her just in case something decides to pop out. I can probably take the hit one way or the other. Clever Sage says behind. Mm -hmm. Directly behind Saride. Okay. Um, And I guess that bits Grizz and Benedict in the middle. Uh, And Grizz actually casts Speak with Animals, which only does occasionally. Okay. He goes, right, Benedict, I'll say. You're the most at home in tunnels like this. You give me warning if anybody's coming, because uh, he's got tremor sense up to 60 feet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's uh, just telling Benedict to keep an eye out. Absolutely, that's... Grizz. I will do that. Right. Thanks, Benedict. Gotta get sports. Sorry about leaving with the bill earlier. And just continuing on. Which I imagine to the rest of everybody, it sounds like the snarling moaning. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. To which, Gri- oh. yeah, <laughs> Grizz, uh, uh, I understand, but it's becoming a bit of a habit. I'm going to die for this badger. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and Sirak, uh I assume that, that puts you at the back? Taking up the rear. Taking up the rear, okay. Um... Then Saride and or Treasure, uh, I'll need you guys, one of you to make a uh, survival check. Um, or, you know what, I mean, the Rangers don't exactly have to be in front to do it. Um, but let me get the Rangers to, to make to make the survival check here. Ugh, 19. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, nicely done, guys. So uh, you, you're walking through these tunnels. You can hear the waterway that is uh, sort of rushing through. And it, you do have to speak a little louder. You're not terribly worried about anybody um, sneaking up on you guys as far as uh, – or hearing you approach as far as, like, your your footsteps go, right? Every once in a while there is a bit of that that water drop, that waterfall uh, that, that – Picks up the noise and and covers your approaches. Um, there, it is easy enough for the trained rangers to pick up on some well traveled paths uh, down here. And so you 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 start to move along the main thoroughfares, and you guys want to be working your way towards the center of town, from what I understood of of what you said. 
And so as you guys are um, are doing so, you pick up on a path. Uh, you've been down here about 20 minutes. And it's a winding trip, right? The water has to make its way through the entire entirety of the city. Um, there's some ladders down here. There is uh, one point that Benedict will will give you the heads up and sort of... Um, Grizz, there's something in the water that is banging around. That's... Oh, thanks for the heads up. All right, everybody. Uh, Benedict says there's something in the water that's banging around. So, proceed quietly for a moment. Let's check this out. As you guys were, does it seem like it's getting closer to us, or is it staying in the same spot, pretty much? Pretty much in the same spot. Right. In the foul water, the clean water. In the foul water. I really fucking wish you hadn't said that. (laughs) Um. Right. As you guys are up on on the side, and as you as you are making your way through there. Um, your eyes are very peeled. Each of you has pretty good perception checks. If not, Sarai definitely has a, a great base perception. Passive and I have perception. 120 dark vision. Yeah, you guys can see in the dark pretty far. Um, and I have a uh, 22 passive. Nice. Yeah, 22 passive. Sarai is like 21 or something, I think. 20. Just uh, 20? Oh, no. Well. Oh, Amateur. The between the duo of you, you do you recognize the the path, and you're able to side skirt um, an an oatyug, which you um, also remember from before. Which you also remember from before. They are, and they do make a. Um, they are useful garbage disposals in the fouled waters of of many cities. So, they while they are sort of monstrosities, they are at the same time a. Um, a useful bit. Um, and so as you've been traveling in here for about 40 minutes, you do, the rangers do pick up on a divergent path. One that is no longer being traveled by, by footsteps, but one that seems to be traveled. Um, there are ever so lightly uh, disrupted paths of, of water. Uh, sort of the dragged, um, you don't think it's feet, sort of clothing or cloth, uh, low-hanging sort of uh, fabrics that are that sort of drip and sweep over these cobblestones. And you've been in these sewers enough, and you're familiar with the previous design enough to know that that's just a small inlet um, of of additional water. There's no there's no city planning benefit to this side path. There's no reason, you know, steward mages or, or wand rights or anybody would be traveling down that path. So we're all getting super familiar vibes from this, right, guys? Not at all. Yeah. This reminds us of home. Okay. Like the sewers? Yes, the sewers of 
where we had been before. Nice. You, not that you lived not, in We sewers. did not live in the sewers, no. Okay. Grizz, are you seeing that path over there? I am. Let's see. That specifically Two. divergent one? Yeah, that's... I spot it. We're thinking that's where they are. Those tracks don't look like anything. I mean, they look familiar. They look similar to what I've been tracking, I imagine. But you, they do. Yeah, they they yeah. do. They do look familiar. Um, although it is one of you do know that the, the illithids, uh, you have tracked them by literal foot tracks before. So mm. the the idea that they're not walking in this particular area. Um, catches your attention. Right. Do we want to try to distract them uh, or just go in and full assault? What are really your strengths? That psyche kind of go either way. She just motions. Right. Okay, so that's one for full assaults, one for a dress. You gestured up and down a pretty dress. Um, one for... And the other two of us both have bows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drop. They're so... Assault it is? Assault it is. Okay. Um, if, they weren't, if they weren't mind flayers, maybe something else, but I don't really know how much we can distract mind flayers. Well, I just didn't... I didn't know if you want... What, I didn't know. I thought it offer at least... Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So who's going to be in the front? No. <laughs> Probably me. Okay. I'm going to stay I'm going to state that right before the um right before we go into battle, I'm going to cast protection from good and evil on treasure. Hmm. Okay. Which protects her from aberrations and also gives her protection as they try to do spells and stuff on her. Hmm. Nicely done. Um, I expend just another use of my speak with animals because it does only last 10 minutes. Sure. Um, so I've been a little bit overlap, but I, eight minute it. You stick with her. Every option you have, you just help her out. I'm just going to give him standing orders to take the help action. All right. To, uh, treasure. <laughs> Grizz, I have come to a help. <laughs> right. You got me out of tougher scripts than this. Let's do this. Uh, what weapon is Grizz wielding again? Uh, you don't mind me asking. He just—he has uh, an unstrung bow, kind of tucked into the his back. Uh, but he has—you see, dagger. There's a handle of a dagger in each of his bracers. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go full Warcraft healer on this one and keep the pet up. So, <laughs> absolutely, we have healing potions. We can distribute them if we need to. But y'all on your fucking own. You can you can tuck. Uh, can we tuck a healing potion into his little neck pouch where my coins were? And oh, God, of can. course we can. Of course we can. Here, here, come here, come here, Benedictus. Come here. Go for it. All right, Benedict, you get in trouble. You do your best to drink that. That's I'm not sure how well that's going to work. I'll try my best, you. Grizz. I'll do loosen, my best to keep you up. Loosen that up a little bit. Yeah. He has Let's a do juice it. box. Oh, <laughs> perfect. So if so, Grizz, it looks like you have um, you mostly do melee, yeah. 
I know I don't like getting close to things, but I can't really get too far away from things either. It's not fair enough. Then I, I do. Will... <laughs> I'll go. I'll go next to treasure then. Okay. Cover okay. stage stepping up to the front. Great. Um, so you guys just as a before we start, mantle of inspiration. So it's eleven, I believe. Now, hold on. Let me check. Uh, actually, this is a, a good question. Riz being who he is, would it be reasonable that he cooked some treats this morning and has been carrying around the last eight hours? Sure. Yeah. That's, he, he hands out to each of the four of you um, a small, just like little, like mini quiche. He's like, hey, that's, there you go. That's a, if you get into a bind, eat that. It gives uh, four temporary hit points when you eat it. <laughs> that's. Like yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah, mini quiche. Um, so say. eleven temporary hit points for everybody, including uh, Benedict. Well, uh, don't don't you have the leadership feat? The charismatic leader, the 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 give a speech, get ten hit points. Me? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, that that was Maddie. Okay, I, I I thought I thought I thought Sarayad gave speeches as well. I know Maddie gave speeches. I mean, I I do personally. Yeah, well, that's mainly because <laughs> if you all are spending money on food that you're not. We're gonna circle back to them. No, uh, it's the mantle of inspiration. That's the yeah. Points. But because I leveled up, right? The the points went up. Yes, now, yes, I've yes, yes. Never had. I maybe it was later one. It, it, that's just the Mandela effect of of me of before every time you guys you would go been playing with me. Do you see me? Am I here? Well, that's the thing. We see both the you that was here and the you that is here. You are the Omni Meg. You're Schrodinger's panda. Dun, dun, dun. I don't care for that. So I, I, I don't care for that. You, that's, that's weird. You're good. I'm not Omni. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so clever stitch and, uh, and treasure, you guys see this, this path that sort of skips down the side, the inlet of the water is, uh, slow. It's fresh. It's a little more narrow than, than the other one. It's about five feet. Um, you could it's a it's probably a little less than that like it's a it's a big step but a medium creature could could step it right even even for grizz as a dwarf like he's probably doing like little dwarf split and but he could he could step over the water right um what is your passive perception 19 uh, it's for clever stitch oh, and treasure specifically. Yes, okay. apologies. Thirteen, sir. Okay. Eleven. Okay, sounds good. Um, as you guys are making your way down, you turn this corner. Um, tell me what you guys do. You're at the corner. Tell me what you do. Treasure's probably going to let Stitch, figuring he's a cat, he might be able to see it and react to it a little quicker than she can. Okay. Take the peek around, but she's holding Bloodburner and is just wound up like that baseball swing. So sure. if something 
does come yeah. in okay. or he reacts or she sees that tail frail up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Clever Stitch, you, you, you do your peek round. How far is your dark vision? Uh, uh, 60 feet because I don't think the tattoo gives me extra. I think it. Yes, just, it does. Does it or does it just give you it if you didn't have it? It gives you it if you didn't have it, but that's why I have 120. My hey. my sheet says it, it bumps it, and I checked with Cody, and he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, then I would have 120. Okay. As you look around the corner, even with 120, um, there's a little more tunnel here than than you can think, than you can see. But the evidence is that it's it's maybe 30 feet beyond that, just from the narrowing and how this is kind of getting smaller, right? You're able to distinguish even with the force perspective. But you don't see the entirety of it. You don't see anything moving, at least not on land. You do see the water okay. sort of sort of moving down. Um, and then as I described, it, it's probably wider here, about 10 feet. And then as it goes further up, it gets it gets down to the um, the steppable area. Um, please continue. Um, he will bring his head back around. Um, I don't see anything as of right now, but proceed with caution. Okay. All right. You guys turn the corner. Clever Stitch and Treasure begin making their way up. Um, right? Is it Grizz and Benedict right behind them? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think so. So five feet, like you're just a square behind them, essentially. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then is it Saride and Sarak? Cool. Everybody, close-knit group, bows at the ready, strings drawn. You continue to make your way down there about five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, Thirty. You can now see the sh- the shadow of the end of the of the hall there. Um, it it doesn't. It's gotten narrower, but it doesn't completely come to like a. It's not like a portcullis, right? Like it it ends up coming to like a wall, and you can see it start to to level up or um, go from level to flat. So you can see it now, right at the edge of one hundred and fifty feet. So as continue to make your way, thirty five, forty, forty five, fifty, fifty. 60. Crick your ears. Just the water. 65, 70, 75, 80, 100 feet now. Turn 20. Starting to relax your bow just a little bit. You don't, you're not seeing anything that's necessarily here. Turn 30. 35. Start looking around. You look down. The range. You look back at the rangers. The rangers confirm. The tracks continue. Um, you guys proceed a little closer to that wall. When you get within about 10 feet of the wall, um, I would need all of you to make dexterity saving throws. <laughs> I have a question of a thing I could do if we're sensing that magic uh, is in the area, because I believe I get some sort of trap sense for magic thingy. Do you? Okay, that's cool. Tell me about that. If if that's a thing, I'd love to hear about it. I, I think I do. Magical awareness. Okay. 
uh, until the end of your turn, the location of a spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you learn of school of magic it belongs to. Not what spell it is, but what school of magic you belong to and if there's a spell there. Okay, so at what point do you do that? Uh, if I'm sensing it coming up, let me just double check it to make sure that I am reading it and understanding it correctly. Yeah, I get please. a danger sense on it. Okay. Uh, okay, what I have is a danger sense that gives me advantage on dex throws. Okay. And I have the ability to, if I think there's magic in the area, okay. pop this within 60 feet. It'll pop up if it's not behind something. That is in total cover. So if I'm, th- I think that I would probably, at about forty feet away, like if we're getting towards the back, and it's like, well, this doesn't make sense. Sure, might pop it. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That I I find that acceptable. So um, Mark, use the danger sense. <laughs> um. So it informs you. Uh, tell me what it does again. It informs you the school. I know that part. It uh, informs me the school and the location, but not what spell it is. Okay, cool. So there are you. Uh, you sense three spells. Uh, two that are abjuration uh, on the floor. One that is illusion. Uh, along the wall. So Treasure's going to stop Clever Stitch in the party. Okay. Okay. This is going to sound weird coming out of me. But I think there's two spells right about there. She's going to point in the general vicinity of where she thinks they are. Mm-hmm. And there's one up there that's an illusion and two on the floor that are abjuration. I can't tell you what they are, but I just, I feel them. All right. Um, We're whispering, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yes. I could try. I know. I I could (laughs) try to get rid of them. I, I... I don't know what they are. I don't know how powerful they are, but I can tell you more or less exactly where they are. And I don't know if there's more past that. I will dispel magic on one of the things on the floor. Okay. You make your way to the front. Uh, I do need you to roll a spellcasting uh, check so your charisma a d20 plus your charisma uh, DC is 14 13 you reach out uh, and your voice begins to carry up just a little bit of magic and it starts to resonate the way a um, very quietly, the way an opera singer might attempt to shatter uh, a glass, right? And um, but it it resists, and you feel the it, the magic of your dispel pressed back against it. Um, you do get you do get a sense for what the for how strong the spell is. If you cast dispel magic at fourth level, then it then you will pass through it. 
but you you don't have an idea of knowing what the level is until you until you try. Okay. That, that was really quite beautiful. But what did it do? Nothing. Hold on. I'll do it at fourth. Do you I- want? Do you want me to just chuck a rock at it and see if that triggers it? Couldn't it be an alarm though? Did it already? True. Done. Uh, so as as the note carries out, you watch the magic sort of lift off of the ground, and um, and it is a glowing sort of glyph, and then fizzles into nothing. She's just belting at it like the fat lady in the was it? Is it the the Gryffindor common room? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just in this silent fucking sewer. Well, there's, I mean, there's a stream. You can hear that. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. she cast a spell magic with our friend from Easy Dispel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Treasure is going to take one quick uh. action. Uh, give Sarai the ability to have an encore. I'm going to use bolstering magic since I have that now. Okay, what does that do? That's fun. I roll a D3, and the creature regains one expended spell slot of third level or lower, depending on what I roll. Okay. I rolled a three, so you get a three-level spell slot Thank back. you. you the your, one that didn't work The comes- one that didn't work comes back. Okay. Um, so yeah, you, you see the, you see the glyph lift off and, and shatter like the glass. Um, there is still the illusionary spell in front of you at the wall. Um, and the other, the other glyph is on the other walkway. So, you know, you, you get the feeling you could avoid it, but if you want to, you can also dispel that. I'm going to keep some of the spells for healing. Um, yeah. I don't suppose there's any like vermin like rats or anything that are in any of these sewers are they pretty maintained they are pretty maintained but doesn't mean that it's completely devoid of vermin you you've pro- you've seen at least some rats yeah because i just cast speak with animals sure and so i'm gonna see if there's one nearby that i can maybe coax into just walking over into that corner like, cool Tell you what, make uh, make me um, roll me a percentile. Let's see if there's a rat nearby. Okay. Uh, Twenty four. All right. Uh, I rolled a thirty six. So you yeah. you come looking around. You see some droppings. Like there are rats that live down here, but there's just not one within immediate eye shot at this exact second. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth a shot. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, look at Benedict. Yeah. No, no, no. Grace, so, I've come to help. I appreciate that, Benedict. Uh, so you help by disdain for a second. So how, um, this is a weird question. How long does it take to cast a bonus action? Uh, a second. How long does it take for one of these glyphs to explode? Instant. Damn, that's about ninety-nine milliseconds too much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 pretty. They're pretty on top of each other. What's the spell? Is would be my question. Um, Etherealness. 
etherealness. Uh, I, there's not enough time between you stepping on the glyph and casting etherealness for, for that to... Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to try to make that timing, we'll, we'll make it a check. We'll make it a... Um... Go ahead. I have Mage Hand. Okay. Can I cast it, try to poke at the glyph? Sure. Yeah. You said that you said that the second glyph is on the other is like we can, can just we don't fully have to avoid t- it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, then let's just fully avoid it yeah. because that I would assume if that if there's an illusion magic on the wall, it's probably just not a wall, right? Um, well that's the thought. It's on this and treasure just kind of generally motions to where she's feeling it on the wall. Yeah. So do we just try and go through the wall and ignore the secondary glyph? <laughs> I mean, if somebody's going to make that call, it'd probably be me, because if there's something angry on the other side of the wall, I can get angrier real quick. Hey, Benedict, go see if that wall's real. Stick close to the right inside. All right. I will see if the wall is real. Chris. And you watch as half of Benedict's body goes goes through the through the wall. It's illusion. He comes. He comes back. Grizz, I think we have to establish what is and is not real in order for us to know if the wall wall it can be seen. But that's but not a lot more of a metaphysical discussion that we don't really have time to get into right now. I way, did you see anything when you poked your head through? Yes. Yeah. Is it what? What oh. did you see? It is dark. There are people, and they seem to be in a semi-cooked state. To note, he may not mean exactly cooked, but his life yeah. with Grizz uh, is—he he speaks in Grizz's terms. So they've made but, a croaking bush out of them. So I would have to—I would have to say the plating, while grotesque does look as though they have taken a fair amount of effort into it. Great. Well, let's see what our culinary friends on the other side of this wall have to say. Um, All right. After the lot of you. Uh, Grace, <laughs> have you used any spell slots? Do you need spell slots restored? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I've been talking with my compatriot Benedict here. That's, uh, so yeah, if, you've, if you're able to do that, that's, that's quite incredible. I, I can. It's a newer thing I'm able to do. I'm going to expend another bolstering magic and give him a... You also get a third level spell slot back or lower. Uh, and it's just one spell one. slot up to... Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Excellent. You're great. That's uh, cool. Illusionary wall. A uh, bunch of dead people on the other side, apparently. So proceed with caution, I think. Also, I'm really glad you didn't die, buddy. Good job. I am very glad I did not die as well. I didn't realize that that was on the menu. But, Grizz, I would die for you. Circle of life, bud. Circle Circle of life. life. We are the everythingness of food. We are. I say. From ashes to ashes and plate to plate. Uh, Shall we continue on? I am the sewer. I am the badger. I am (laughs) Uh, yeah, who's who's going through the illusory wall? Treasure's going first. Great. 
Treasure you in number two. Number three. Benedict three. and Grizz. Three Grizz. Uh, four. It's a ride. It's a rock. Sounds good. Um, Treasure, you come you come through. Ready. Blood burner alight. And as you come through the it there's a brief bit of like you can't really feel it, but there's there's the um goosebump sort of chill, right? Walking through an illusion. You're like, ah you know. And it's it's probably psychosomatic. On the other side, you can see this has been stoneworked through magic into a deep, empty, a deep room. By no means empty. There is the water that um, runs from the uh, from where you guys are. Um, you guys are basically traveling north, so the western wall, the one that still has the glyph, uh, about 15 feet away is where that water pulls down and then turns the corner and, and begins to flow out. Right. Um, that's not terribly interesting. Behind and beyond that, these walls are dark slate that have been marked and drawn upon with a sort of um, scientific manic expression uh, in, in chalk, in blood, in arcane dust, in sort of ground diamond or ruby there are physical specimens on uh, stone slab tables humans elves dwarves other civilized races people that you've seen around here and some have had their skulls um removed um, there are still some with brains uh, that you can see have been nibbled at or, or, or cut in very refined sort of dining styles. Um, none of these people seem to be conscious, but you can't be sure. Um, Make me a perception check, all of you, as you're as you're coming through. Those are the things that are immediately obvious. I'm probably a little more than than just immediately obvious, but I don't mind telling you all that. Natural twenty for a twenty-three. Okay. Twenty-five. Nice. Twenty-seven. Nice. Nineteen. Seventeen. Okay. I'm so sorry. Clever Stitch, man. You're natural 20 for a 23, listen, uh, 25, listen, 27. It, oh, like, oh, fuck it, it. It, is, it is what it is whenever you're with a fucking, a couple rangers and a bard. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm I know. I'm happy with it. <laughs> I know. I just found it funny. Um, yeah, same, same. You guys, uh, so you look in, into this area. There seems to be um, two individuals that are not unconscious one of one of which is dead very very sort of clearly dead the other one that seems to be um just unconscious uh the rest of them are in some some i'm let me rephrase there's a dude with a head on that is dead and there's a dude with a head on that is alive the rest of them have heads off and there's six of them 
Okay. That, I, was, I realized this is not explaining what I'm trying to have it explain. Um, there are uh, some books, some scrolls. As you look over what is being uh, written here, it is an attempt at a um, a... You would need an arcana check to actually know, but you can you can see a formula that ties together from in. It's almost like it's written in code. Portions that are written in blood overlaid of portions in chalk overlaid portions in arcane dust overlaid in in portions of gem. Uh, but for those of you with a twenty and above, you recognize a very distinct pattern in the separateness, and you can point it out to the other individuals. Um, also, you guys notice that there are some uh, veins of, of arcane dust and sort of an arcane energy that runs through one of the stone tables beneath it, um, almost like it's a, uh, like a diamond vein or like a crystal vein would be, but it's sort of in a glowing blue iridescentness beneath one of the tables. You don't see evidence of anybody being here that is moving, or uh, you don't see the illithids or mind flayers that are in here. Um, the whole room is maybe 20 more feet deep, 20 feet wide. Uh, so it doesn't seem immediately dangerous. The gentleman who's not dead. Yeah. Can I check him? Yeah. You make your way over to him. The clothes, uh, are immediately say money, um, say wealth, say central district, um, he looks like he is maybe grad student. He reminds you of Wyatt in some ways, or, or rather what Wyatt, um, had aspired to, to be. Um, he is bloodied about the, the face and there are, um, you can see on his skull and around his face, there are like, uh, little red splotches of, of suction, um, and there's a, there's a distinct like beak bite mark right here, but it it seems while it well it looks like it crunched part of his brain and it's pretty gnarly. Uh, it seems like his brain is still intact. Brad, I'm gonna bandage him. Okay, just uh, like real quick head yeah. wrap. Make a yeah, make a medicine check. Twenty-six. Okay. Yeah, you start you start cleaning the wound, you start bandaging him, and he sort of begins to, to wake up. Uh, every... It's alright, it's alright, it's alright. They're not here. They're not here. You're safe. You're fine. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Are you okay? Do you think you could walk? Do you know where who you are? Do you know where your home is? Not, not where I am. Right. All right. Um, I will give him a, a first level cure wounds. He, with the medicine check, you're, you, you restore. He seems hit point fine. I will do no such thing to him. It, yeah, I mean, you don't because uh, with medicine, I, I basically give people the healer feet. He he's gotten back 
hit points. Okay. He's he's okay. He doesn't have a ton of them because he's not a great. He's not super strong, but. Uh, as far as like hit points go, he's okay. If you were going to cast anything on him, a restoration might be beneficial, but you don't know that it's absolutely required. Maybe try giving him the quiche I gave you. See if he likes it. Oh, all right. Um, here, would you would you like this? Sure, sure. It's really nice. It's got shallots and spinach. Oh, cheese. Okay. Is he Egg. restrained at all? Yes, he is. He is strapped down at the the hands and feet. Oh, <laughs> Treasure's going to undo some of those restraints because sure. if she notices that Sarai's actually working on someone, the assumption, of course, is that this person is alive. Yeah. So while she's doing that, Treasure's just going to have been cutting or taking off the restraints, whichever is faster. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're you're easy enough to remove them. So yeah, he'll he'll eat the quiche. He's like. He gets four temporary hit points just on cool. top of whatever he gets normally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's ready to hey. fight with us. Let's go. Yeah. Rubbing his back a little bit. That's, what do you think of that? That's, um, it's been in my pocket most of the day, but it's still pretty good, right? I mean, for, for being a few hours old and egg-based, yeah, it's it's not bad. Right? That's it. It, it really speaks oh, to the quality of it. We're going to get you back outside as quick as we can. I'd appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. He'll be all right. Benedict, watch after this one. I will watch after him, Chris. Good job. <laughs> I know it's a badger, but he's trustworthy. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. All right. Fine. Whatever. Um, What's your name, by the way? My name is... Erethan Espel. Erethan Espel. That's a wonderful name. Wonderful. We we may come by to check on you later, just to make sure you got home safe. Okay. He kind of touches his head. Like, he, he seems very confused. Right, right. Um, just don't don't worry about the, the bandages. Just go home. Do you have people at your home, or do you live by yourself? I, I have my brothers in uh, the... Uh, Cody blanks on on fraternity did we just save, letters. Did we just save a vegan frat boy? Kinda, sure, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, not, not vegan. vegan. He just, he just, ate. He just ate a <laughs> quiche. Yeah, yeah, but he's bitching that it's egg based. Well, I mean, it's, it's just well, and, just that it's old, old. <laughs> and egg based. I made them this morning. Yeah, <laughs> not and, vegan, but yeah, he he's a he's a uh, he's a brother of the of the. The new spell tells, yeah. Excellent. Um, well, go go back to them. They'll look after you. Okay. Okay. So, uh, here's the thought. Instead of sending him alone through the tunnels, that's a, we've got a city of really powerful mages above us and everything. If Benedict here just dug up, made us a little path... And we said, hey, everybody, there's a nest of mind flayers right here. We're not going to worry about going back through the tunnels with some potentially returning with a snack mind flayers. And they potentially even have reinforcements. Do we have any idea what is directly above us right now? Uh, survival checks might tell you that. 
Tauroth were here, I would say a um a map makers check or mapping or, or yeah, the um cartographer's tools check, but twenty three. Twenty three? My second nat one for the evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eric, did you want to try? I think a twenty three is gonna be good enough. Sure, that's fine. Um Absolutely. So, the what is above you guys? Um, you are you are traveling towards the center, but you've definitely taken a detour um, off to the side. It is adjacent to the central campus of of Cardian uh, United. Um, just just steering into that name, but it is it, it is not the direction that the mind flayers seem to have been traveling now that you've located their nest it does seem like at some point they diverted paths from your your tracks and you twisted more towards their lair um than towards their direction Do we want to just lay in wait until they come back then and take care of them Yes, that seems like a good idea. Benedict, why don't you dig our friend uh, Earth in here? Just a little cubby to hide out in. I'll say. I will dig him a cubby. Thank you. And good he's lad. good lad. He sort of nudges Earth and he's like, what? What's going on? All right. Just go with him. Okay. okay. And um, Badger begins digging. You, You said that the central table had like an arcane dust vein yeah. in it. Yeah. Can I see also do any of these tables this is gonna be a weird question. Yeah. But I have me. played some weird spellcasters. Absolutely. Do yeah. any of these tables have like blood troughs that yeah. lead to specific like things or does that like in a ritualistic way or just in a we are taking the heads off of things therefore we need blood troughs kind of way um i will say they seem more utilitarian than they do ritualistic okay, okay good yep um I'm then yeah to... i just want oh go ahead i'm gonna assist stitch with some of this like looking at magic stuff with some of the newfound magical abilities. I'm going to pop magical awareness a second time okay, and uh, see if anything within 60 feet of me that is not behind total cover comes up as magical. Um, so the arcane marks that are written on the walls have a faint magic. It's more just how, what they were written in um, the veins of arcane dust do have a strong magical energy. They're not a spell themselves. They seem to be powering something that is inside. You suspect that that table. Um, as far as other magics, you, you, the illusory wall is still there. So that is um, that is pretty obvious. Everything else you think is probably behind total cover right now. But I am going to give Stitch and Sorok that information because they're probably going to be a little more able to actually suss out what certain things are. And I can't get a school on the veins because they are not an actual spell. Right. 
the table seems pretty magical. Um, Saride, Sarak, thoughts? Um, I could do an Arcana check. Yeah, I'll assist you with that. I have but, plus yeah, six, but so. before you dig into Arcana, just sort of examining it and getting getting your and taking the walk around it. It looks like so. Well, there is a a central dais. It is larger up top. But the underneath portion where the veins seem to be pouring down into looks like there is like a cabinet beneath there um, within uh, the, you you need to do an investigation check to find where the opening or where the door is. Because it seems to all be um, while shaped stone, it's at least designed to look roughly hewn. Right. So. Key. Yeah. Investigation. Sorok's got something. Uh, yes, the rock does, and that twenty for a twenty-one. Nice. Do it. So as you guys are looking at at the at the table, Sirak walks up and goes, Aah! "I don't have to do your impression. You're here. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I apologize." Got hey, used... it's been a minute. I get it. Yeah, Sirak, uh, yeah. what you see, <laughs> there's a better way to do it, is um, over on the on one of the ends. There is a cabinet here. There's definitely a distinct sliding like a door you could get your your feathers into, and there's a little depression, and looks like it would it would slide open. Oh, over this way, guys. Run over here. Doesn't appear to be trapped. Seems to be well enough hidden that um, anybody that would attempt to utilize it would would have to know it was there. So. Okay. Who and you, I will so, slide it open. Okay. There it is. I'm looking to see who's doing it. Um, so, Sorak, as you, as you open it up, there is this sickly green glow of uh, arcane eldritch power that washes over the blue um, feathers and yellow feathers of Sorak, and they seem to blend them together into this wicked green look. And as Sorak um, opens the the drawer, I need... Um, so Sorak's there. So it looks like Sarai's there. Treasure's there. Uh, maybe not there. Uh, let's say Clever Stitch, because he seems to be very invested. Uh, can I have the three of you make an intelligence saving throw, please? DC 14. I failed, but I'm going to use Indomitable real quick. Okay. Hopefully do better. Okay. Ah, fuck. Got closer, but still failed. A 12. Okay. 22. Okay. 17. Yeah, that's a that's a save. So only Clever Stitch. You, um, Grizz and Treasure, you see just this ripple sort of wave through the air coming out at your friends. Um, Clever Stitch seems to go stupefied for uh, a moment. Um... You're all going to take, well, Clever Stitch is going to take 14, 19, 23 points of psychic damage um, and is stunned. The rest of you are fine. Um, but you hear, you all hear once the door gets open and that with that wave, you hear in your minds this uh, telepathic just tirade uh, begin as it is. 
You'll never take me alive, you stupid ass squids. Come on in here, get some. I've been working on this for you. Won't mind blast me, won't mind blast you. Come here, come here, get it, yeah. And Sorak, you see, not moving at all, except for like little bubbles that occasionally bloop, bloop, out up out of it, is this brain in a jar. And that's on a body that that's under a body that doesn't have a head. Uh, yes, that is that table. Yeah. I'm gonna try to talk to it. Okay. What What would you like to say? Well, um. Uh, hello. Wait. Who are you? You're not the squid people. No, no, they're very not squiddy. Prove it. Um. Okay. Watch this. And I proceed to not have tentacles. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do very good at that. He's like, no, no, no. I like. I okay. Fine, fine. I get that, but um, she didn't have tentacles when I met her either, and. That's, you know, so you're going to have to do better than that. Oh, okay. No, okay. I, you watch I, as I a bubble know. sort of, and uh, you get you get the feeling he's uh, he's trying to recharge his mind blast. I give him a quiche. <laughs> he doesn't have a mouth, though. Just um, pop it. Just pop it. Yeah. He's not Where's a fish. Might eat like a fish. Here's a quick question. Um, how can I prove that I'm not a squid person? I um, I don't know, man. I just you know, there's a lot of a lot of illusions and uh, and weird stuff like that. I just here, hold on. Let me let me um. Oh man, I was always crap at these stupid spells. Okay, hold on. I. What are you all talking about, squid people? Aren't we looking for crabs with, like, tendrils that bite your face and the, the things come out your nose and ears? That's a squid. That's, what do you mean? That's a, No, that's not a... None of that... Is, okay, hold on. Just stay. You all suddenly have the flash of what a... Of, of his... Part of his memories of what a... Um, what the Mind Flayer looked like and what uh, what she... What the the stunning redhead that had lured him off into the alley and had this this very playful sort of like it starts with her red hair like across her face and she reaches over and grabs a strand of it and it turns into the tentacles uh, as it as he turns back and and it's and gets mind blasted um, so so now treasure you do know what a what a, that's a mind flare now you know what a mind flare looks like. Um, as you realize, oh, maybe that wasn't a mind flare I thought of earlier. Um, Grizz taps the side of the jar. We've all been there, buddy. We've all been there. Right, you go to do some spells, and then you, you can't, you've got the somatic components, but you don't have hands to do them with. Like, ugh, the hell? Is one of these bodies yours? I mean, I, um... 
actually, I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of see stuff, but I can't, not when they close the door. Like, I can't really, like, if you could maybe, you know. Uh, as that's happening, I'm going to reach in and just, like, okay, pull that's... out the container. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh, oh, okay. Tipping me a little bit. That feels, oh, okay. All right. Oh. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think any of these are mine. Are you sure there are a bunch of them around here? We, we can go check the other ones. Yeah, would yeah. You, uh, would you like one of them? Um. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna say no, but I don't know if it'll work because. Just Futurama Spiro Agnew just shove it on the top <laughs> of the body and let it go. And you, and you don't have to choose now. Like mull it over a little bit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, yeah, oh, man. I wish I, wish I was a necromancy major. Or is this transmutation? I don't even know anymore. Um, what's your name? Huh? Oh, uh, Frederick. Frederick, it's very nice to meet you. Um, we'll be taking care of you for a while. That's, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, what are you majoring in? You know, my my parents are pushing me to go into enchanting. Obviously. You know, they're... More money. That they've used it in so many business deals, but it just feels... I don't know. It just feels cheap to me. And, like, if it was up to me, I would... I think evocation's really cool, because stuff blows up. Like, who doesn't want to blow up stuff? But... You know, my teachers say I'm actually probably not much more than a wand, right? So, no. Yes, Sir Ride? While this conversation's happening, she's going to go back to the um, fake wall. Okay. And keep lookout for these motherfuckers coming back because we touched their brain jar. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Is this the only um, table like this, or are there other tables like this? So the other tables seem to be, like, built into the walls. You guys can make some investigation checks with advantage if you want to look for any additional, um, like, secret secret spots. Secret brain jar, secret brain jar, under the table. Treasure's not particularly good at searching, so she's going to hold on to Frederick while the others do it. And she's going to give Frederick a pep talk of Wandrite. Really? Come on now. You can definitely do a lot better. I mean, look at this. You are a brain, sir, and you are still having entire conversations, still casting full spells. I there just, are people with hands that have trouble with that. Yeah, I feel you. You know, I, I, if I'm being really honest, I'm actually better with magic as a brain than I was with a body. And that feels so bad to say. Like, I I don't, you know, I was a legacy admission, and he just, he's going, he, he is he is divulging his, Frederick seems very happy to talk his, his life with, um, with treasure. Uh, what, did, what did the rest of you get in your investigation checks? 18. 18? Okay. 12. 12? Yeah, 18, 12. I'll say, uh, those are those are good enough to find a couple more. You'll open the remaining four things. It's just going to take you a little longer. 
right? That's that's really what we're um, what we're judging with this. Um, so, one of these chambers seems to hold uh, tools, primarily um, wand focused and um, then medical tools. The wands that are there, uh, if you guys would make me, just as a group, uh, everybody make me an arcana check, and this will just sort of narrate what the time frame is as you're kind of figuring this stuff out. 22. Cool. Every little bit helps. Not one? Oh, uh, no, I got a 10 total. 10. 10, 10 helps. Dirty 20. Nice. Five. Five, five with less help, but that's fine. A natural 19. So 19, because I do not have Arcana. Nice. Treasure, you recognize some of this stuff just from um, from your time in Jalen. This is stuff your family made, redesigned, improved upon, sold, right? That, that was the Nightcrafter gig, wasn't it? Talking to Frederick, you know, I'm also Legacy... But they didn't try to throw me into college. But I still know this shit when I see it. In fact, I was terrible at magic up until about a month or so ago. That's terrible. And now I can't control it. Oof, isn't that the worst? Um, so as, they're, as they are going on about it. There are robes. There are the medical tools. Uh, mostly saws. Nothing that seems like it would actually save a life. But real good at busting stuff up. There's some um, enchanted thread that you find. Um, arcane thread has the faint echo of necromancy about it um there is a um that seems to be like the tool cabinet right in uh one of the other cabinets there is the um uh the things that people had on them cabinet the lost and found cabinet the we've we've killed people we have their clothes shouldn't throw them out but we're throwing it in here cabinet right um in there one of the things that is very useful or potentially useful you would you would say is there is a ring of mind shielding um that you can you get the feeling that they ran into did not appreciate very much and uh and like it looks like they tried to destroy it, but magic items require like some legitimate effort to to destroy. Um, other than that, you're gonna find the robes that are in here and the wands, even just as spellcasting implements, are all very high end and fancy. None of these wands are are magic. Um, the one of the wands from the tool chest uh, enhances the telekinesis spell. Uh, giving you advantage on maintaining concentration with it, or um, so there. There is that. That doesn't require attunement. You just have to be wielding it to wield the spell. But the rest of these are just basic implements. However, they are valuable. Uh, I would say the whole cabinet is worth maybe twenty-two hundred gold pieces. Um, so, so there is that stuff. The, uh, the third cabinet is filled with what looks like the supplies of their drawings, of their markings. Um, you can find the arcane dust that they had been, uh, had been packing away in there. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be about uh, roll me two d four. Anybody? Okay. Four. Uh, four pounds of arcane dust. Okay. Um, looks like they've been they've been manufacturing their own and also sort of grinding down out of the these different uh, things and also probably people parts. You you get the feeling. Um, the other thing in the last cabinet is filled with jars, the very same brain jars that Frederick is in. Um, there looks to be about two dozen of them stacked up in there. Uh, if you're, they have sort of these claw foots, little things. They're like the, they're like what Southern women would put iced tea in for a function, right? It's that, but like with little claw feet and a lid. Okay. Um, I would say if there's about five of them that have clearly gray dead, um, brains that, in them and they look pickled more or less it also looks like maybe the mind flayers have like thought about trying pickled brain didn't like it and then just haven't gotten around to cleaning them out yet gross all right Not particularly pleasant. Um. So, Frederick, do you think there's a way we can... So, these mind flares, do you think there's a way we can, like, call them back here? Or we can get their attention? Oh, man. I mean, I, I don't... I'm, I don't know how often they come here. I haven't been out in... Days? Really not sure. I just... You know, what day is it? It's the fifth of Traveler. Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. Really? Oh, man, I missed the spring break. I just... You're kind of on spring break right now. That you're a very... Classes. Yeah. You're kind of a brain jar half full guy, aren't you? A little bit. And I sprinkle a little bit of, like, jerky dust into the top of his... He doesn't seem to notice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which he, also means he doesn't hate it. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're a you're a brain jar half full guy yourself, <laughs> clever Stitch. Um, hey. did you say only like five of the other brains were like dead? Right? That's their other jars that look fine, or the other jars are empty. Empty. Oh, okay. The other jars are That's empty. A, Okay, I was gonna go start. Grizz is gonna go start trying to talk to brains if there are a bunch of them on the wall. But um, uh, go ahead, Frederick. Here's yeah. a question because uh, I'm not super familiar in the necromancy realm myself. But if we get you back to one of those necromancy majors or even a professor, could they help put you back? I mean, there's there's all sorts of uh, professors doing like crazy experiments all the time. I know one of them was trying to do like a um, psychic network with a bunch of, now they're not like Warforge, but like a bunch of golems um, and was like, had some of them under control. And you hear from, from over where Benedict is. Is that, is that Frederick? Frederick. 
<gasps> I go, guys, Frederick, who, who's there? Wait, wait, is that, oh, behind the badger, I, Arithel? Oh, shit, man, I haven't seen you in, well, for me, it was like a, I don't know, it's been a while. Arithel, uh, Frederick, we all, we all thought you were dead, bro. I know, man. I didn't, re- but I'm not. I'm just a brain. Yeah, but you're in a jar. It's like, I know. It's fucked up, right? It really is. Why don't, <laughs> Aretha, why don't you hold on to Frederick and you guys go in the cubby? Um, yeah, man. We'll. Where did they grab you? Dude, I was pulling at the library and it was insane. And then the last thing that I remember, I was like, hey, got this really sweet pad. You told him, didn't you? I did. I told him about the grotto. Oh, man, the grotto is the sealer. I know it is. And then the next thing you know, I'm passed out and then I'm cold on this slab and I'm like, babe, you're making out with my forehead and then it's like, oh no, I'm in some weird bondage stuff I was not prepared for. They had no safe word, Frederick. No safe word. That's messed up, Arithel. That is messed up. Uh, <sighs> Grizz starts pushing the rocks and dirt from <laughs> where Benedict tunneled like back yeah. up in front of them just trying to like seal us up. Nice. Yeah. Treasure is inwardly kind of snickering at all of this. She's like, I know I shouldn't laugh. I know this is a very terrible situation. But come on now. Um, make me... We'll split this one. So you guys uh, you guys are starting to sort, sort through and pick, pick through the clues. Um, I need... We'll do one last investigation check. One last... Uh, one investigation, one arcana, one history. We're looking for two out of three successes, DC of 17. So team up how you would like, give each other advantage, find the people with the best scores. Well, Eric already rolled yeah. and did well on something. I want to ask him what, what that was. My bad. <laughs> What'd you roll? What'd you do? Um, which were the three? No, I can do uh, history. Um, I no investigation. I have a plus one on that. Great. But I rolled a sixteen, which then gives it to a. 17. That's a seventeen investigation. Great. I can do Arcana. Arcana. Um, I can. I, yeah. Okay. I have a plus four history. Take history. That's better than me. That's uh, yeah, history, history, and Arcana. They're not really my strong suit. That's. Uh, I'll take help. Great, Grizz, you can yeah. you can assist, provide the help action. Um, I've got a plus six to my arcana, Sarai. I don't know if you want me to assist you. Or yeah, I'll else. assist you. You go ahead. All right. Jesus Christ on eleven. How did you do, Professor Treasure? A dirty twenty. So putting the other one in. Time out for now was probably the best yeah, move. Absolutely. Megan thinks she knows. Uh, so what do you think, Megan? Last time we had a wizard with a golem, 
It was Brondafray. There, you do know of Brondafray. Yep. And, uh, and, and where did you find her? In the Wizard's Tower, um, Shailoren? Yeah. Lara Shen, a singular oh, talent of his age. That's right. Etc. 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 Lara Shen. Yes. Um, that, that is familiar. Um, you, uh, Sirak, as you are looking through the arcane formula, while Arcana is not your strong suit, you do recognize some familiar markings, and you do identify um, that it is... They're attempting to work out a um, psychic network of domination spell. Um, it builds upon the work started by La Rachen, um from, from history. The professor, and this is the history part, um, which you guys couldn't have known, but um, the professor that is uh, heading that, uh, that research is um, Fortean Rhyme. And name doesn't necessarily mean anything to you, except you overhear the brothers of New Tau Spell, New Spell Tau, uh, discussing who's gone missing and who hasn't. And one of the names they mention is Ginger Rhyme. All right. Does this make sense, or have, have I... A- it, yeah, it's so it's like his daughter, or his... You suspect his daughter. Um, it looks like the Mind Flayers are, are hunting uh, her, or trying to find information on her. Maybe to eat her brain, maybe to eat her dad's brain, uh, maybe to do other evil brain-eating things. But it seems like the jars and the brains are needed for it. Maybe and she met them at a restaurant and charged like $75 worth of food that she then did not have the coin to cover. That would be really terrible of her to do. Let's say uh, it'd be after her as well. That's, uh, yes. If only she left her giant badger companion to cover the bill. Grizz, do you need me to cover the bill? No, right now, that's uh, we are not eating anything in this room. That's... But the plating, did they did not disappoint, did hey, they? Like, it's a pretty impressive spread they've put together, if that's your thing. That's, uh, I'd go for a little bit more. It is non-traditional, but they put in the effort. They put in the work, and that's, you really can't, you have to give a cook credit for the effort they put in. They definitely put in a lot of effort, and that's, uh, I say this is still a one-star establishment. Yeah, definitely don't eat anything off the tables, and who? Knows how long those brains have been in the jars. That's... They smell pickled. Yeah, smell pickled. They're not very well pickled. That's a... the brain solutions far too in favor of water. It's not really stopping the process, the breakdown process. So we're getting a little sidetracked. There's corpses. We really shouldn't be talking about food. That's I, I don't feel comfortable getting hungry in this kind of situation. 
You have always、um, found a distinction between corpses and food. I find that to be somewhat malleable. Well, I say it depends on the corpse. Most. I would not eat you, Grizz. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you wouldn't eat me, Benedict. Sorry, I apologize. I I got excited being Grizz. Go, please go back to the actual adventure. <laughs> What are you talking about, Cody? That is the adventure. <laughs> Can the real adventure is the friends you make along the way. Can Sarai take one of the jars, the pickle jars, and put it in the backpack? Uh, yeah, with a little maneuvering, sure. Yeah, it would.、Uh, yeah. So we have some ideas of where they might be up top if we wanted to go hunting. It seems like it's not something we want to just wait around for them to come back. It feels like we've got a little bit more urgency to go in here.、Um, But they're also not here. And if they're looking for this girl, then we know where she might be, or we definitely know where they're looking for her. I'd also like to get these two home and probably safe, or to somebody that can help treat them. Right, probably a good first step.、Um, do you want to go the quick way up?、Uh, if the quick way up is not going to put us in the middle of a frat boy bathroom, sure. No way to tell, Benedict. All right, I will dig. Better, 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 better. I found a mushroom. Better, 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 better. Sorry, Riz runs up and stuffs the mushroom into his bag. Um, and and with that, I think we're going to bring our adventure for the evening to a close. Next week, we will get into the、uh, mind flayer combat. But I thought this would be a cute little uh, uh, investigation uh, night for for everybody.、Uh, Andrew, thank you for joining us. Did you have fun? Did you have a good time? I had an absolute blast. This is tremendous. This is wonderful. Thank you guys for having awesome. me. Awesome, Eric. I'm super glad you're back, my dude. Thank you.、Muted. I'm super excited to be back. <laughs> I、uh, yeah, I'm really really happy. I yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we got a we got another week of mind flayerness. We'll dig into some、um, some tower stuff. I think we're gonna get some plane hop, and we got dragons on the horizon. There's so much stuff. You guys got to come back, check it out every week.、Um, so tomorrow night, I think we're gonna be playing some Borderlands. We've got through the breach back into Malifaux on Wednesday, Thursday night. Blood in the Bayou, but the big event happens this weekend. It is the playoffs of the PVP Ultensia Challenger League, with the finals happening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for playing.、Um, we'll see you next time. But until then, be cool. <laughs>